Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to episode 77 of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I am your host, as always, Nate Wolf. It is good to be here on another beautiful day here in Portland, Oregon, joined, of course, by two of my very favorite people. Welcome back from vacation, Hydralisk. How are you doing tonight? Thank you. I am doing great. I missed you guys. It felt like a really long time been off the grid for a bit and it's going to be great to talk some hearthstone like it's it's been a while so i am happy right yeah and yeah. of course uh good to see you again electric sheep city how you doing tonight meowdy doing well myself uh glad to see our buddy hydra back in the saddle um ready to stone some hearths with that that buddy <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And hey, we have a very special guest joining us tonight. Uh, allow me a brief introduction. He is an active member of our Wild Hearthstone community. He is a streamer and a participant in our very own Born to Be Wild listener series. Coming to us all the way from Singapore. Welcome to the show, The Cyberon. How are you doing tonight? Hi, everyone. For me, it's 9.20 a.m. in the morning. So normally, I wake up late on weekends. I wake up at like 12 because I sleep at 4 a.m. the previous night. The people's day. So mm-hmm. normally I wake up at 12, I go for lunch, then after lunch I'll go for my, I'll play some games. But today is different. Today I woke up early for the podcast and I'm actually very ha- happy for the podcast. I'm actually very, very happy for it. So, Thank you. That's so great. I'm yeah, so happy yeah. to have you on. Yeah, we appreciate that very much for you to change your schedule for us. For those of uh, for those of the people that are watching or listening to this podcast, um, would you tell us a little bit about yourself as much or as little as you're willing to share, but kind of, um, you know, who are you? How did you start playing Hearthstone? How long have you been playing? Um, that sort of thing. For me, actually, I began playing Hearthstone about four years ago. Okay. So, four years ago, actually, it was my first year of college and I stayed in the school hostel with some friends. So, like, during the exam period, there was this kind of, like, an arrangement where we go to the lounge every day to study. And during our study breaks, we happened to do different things. So I saw some some of my friends playing this card game that looked very cool on the phone. And I was like, what game is that? It was very cool. And they told me it's Hearthstone. So actually, it was since then, I went to check out Hearthstone on the App Store. I got Hearthstone on the phone. Played through the tutorial. Got some free cards. And yeah, it's, it's because how I began playing Hearthstone. But actually, I didn't get into WoW until about two years ago. I got into WoW because actually, it was then where... Some of my, my favorite expansions like Frozen Throne, uh, Cobos and Catacombs got rotated out of standard. So actually, I crafted a lot of cards back then and I bought some of them using my money. So I was thinking, actually, these are my favorite cards that I really want to play forever. Like, I don't really want to stop playing them just because they are out of standard. So actually, I was like thinking, okay, then if that's the case, because actually my, my idea of WoW was that WoW is really WoW, you know, like what everyone says. Like you see stuff like Winnow Jackson, like healing for full at turn 6. You see like patches and things like that. So I was like, okay, uh, to me, WoW seems like this place that is super damn broken. Like you're going to end your games in like turn 5, turn 6. And yeah, everything there is damn bo- it's super broken. Then I was like, okay, because for me, I'm a control player. I play a lot of control decks. I mean, there are times that I also play aggro and combo. But control is my favorite kind of playstyle. 
So I was like, okay, WoW is not going to be my place. But after that, because the rotation happened, I was like, I might as well give it a try. And pretty much, I went there for good and I have no regrets. This is one of the best moves I made in Hearthstone. And yeah, actually for now, I don't really hit Legend. I'm not a very, very competitive gamer. I mean, I used to be competitive. I used to... There was this period of time last year, it was the... Like because COVID was so bad in Singapore that our country got locked down for about two and a half months. So Oof. I was pretty much home every day. And mm-hmm. at the point of time, I was I happened to just graduate from my college and I couldn't find a job. So I, every day for me was just waking up at 12pm and applying for some jobs and then playing games all day. So I actually hit Legend for the first time during the lockdown. And oh I nice! <laughs> and I never got there ever again because it was so stressful for me. Like during, like I remember there was once I was Diamond 1 3 stars. And I was like, okay, this is the final boss that I'm going to fight. This game is going to decide whether I hit Legend or not. So it happened that, as of like, as of everyone else's experience, the first final boss is always a loss. So I fell all the way, so I fell all the way back to Diamond One Zero Stars, and I was Ooh. like, oh, if I'm going to lose again, I'm going to rage so badly. Yeah, and the thing is, I was playing uh, Reno Priest, I think, and then I hit the button to queue for a game, and I faced against a quest match. So I was like. It's over, it's over. I'm getting back down to Diamond 5. I was like, oh shit. And it happened that the guy actually considered before the game began. So I was Diamond 1, 1 star. And I managed to get a win streak all the way to Legend. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That. Let's go. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. My palms got there. sweaty hearing the story. Like, it right? stresses me out. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. know. Right? So actually, for me, that was the one and only time I hit Legend. And pretty much ever since then, I managed to maintain a 10 star bonus because of my, my MMR. Uh, so actually, for now, actually, I I'm, I can only get a nine star bonus. I don't really pay for high ranks. I normally stop at diamond ten. So yep, just a very casual gamer. Normally, I don't really play rank. I play casual, but casual queue times are really very horrendous. You wait for three minutes for a game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you mentioned um, that your favorite style was control. Is there what's your favorite control deck? For now, for now, it's probably we know decks like RPG Mage. Uh, we know lock, but too bad they are not really favored now in the meta because you die in like five turns, six turns, mm-hmm. which is very sad. Yeah, unfortunately, the meta is not very friendly at the moment to Reno decks, and I, you know, hopefully, one day we can get back there. I'm anticipating nerfs pretty soon, but I guess we'll see. I mark. right, yeah. I remember the days when Reno Priest was tier one. And it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, unfortunately. The multiple I, years. Yeah. I actually lost to a Reno secret mage last night. I didn't see Reno coming down. And I was like, what? We're going to be rich playing Reno, right? I was, yeah. I'm like, I, you got me. Thanks. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, well. And you had mentioned also that I, you'd said one of your favorite sets was Frozen Throne. Was there a Death Knight in particular that you really liked? I mean, I'm I'm guessing maybe Anduin because you like Reno Priest, but I'm I'm curious. Or perhaps Jaina would would be my guess. Sure, oh, sure. I'm gonna go with no. Wait, you didn't say Reno Lock, did you? I was gonna say Golden. Yeah, I did say Reno Lock and Reno okay. Mage. Actually, my favorite back then was the Stalker Rexa because, you know, it's a hunter. Oh, you only have like, infinite value kind of stuff. So every time you spend 2 mana to build a beast, and the beast can be like, lifesteal, rush, build damage to opponents, to minions, and minions that are next to it. So it's like, there are many, many different kind of effects. Then, because normally you, 
at that point of time, I think the meta was Death Rattle Hunter. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the one that has the eggs, and then it has like, Katrina and King Crush and Devil Souls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I love that deck. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, Big Hunter or whatever it's called. Death Rattle Hunter, I think. So, Rexar was pretty much, actually, it's not only for the deck. Like, pretty much, Rexar was in every deck, like in every Hunter deck that existed back then. So, it was the first. It, it was even run as a backup, like in like aggressive decks. Mm hmm. Because yeah, you could I, immediately yeah. pivot into a mid-ranger control know, style, right. like, at a moment's notice. It was incredible. Uh, I, I remember there was this deck. I think there was Beast Hunter, which used Master's Call for Master's Gun Rumble. Basically, it draws 3 for 3 mana. And that card basically kind of, like, revived Beast Hunter. And we saw the Circle Rexar there also. I mean, no surprise. <laughs> and for me, actually, fun fact. Uh, because back then, I was still free to play. So I had to really dust every single common card that I don't play and all the cards that are in go so I get more dust and basically I was very careful with what I would spend my dust on and the fun fact was this talker myself was the first legendary card that I crafted in my whole life in Hearthstone <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually earlier uh, Nate mentioned that yeah Jaina Jaina was my second favorite because back then I think is that it's kind of dead now but control mage which is like big spell mage is I mean it used to be a thing in standard but mm-hmm. in WoW, I guess it never really took off because it was too slow. Like by the time it was turn 5, you play Dragon's Fury, and you draw like Meteor or Flame Strike, and you kill the opponent's bot for like 6 damage each. At that point of the time, you're pretty much dead already, you know, because WoW is so fast, you know, everything is going mm-hmm. so quickly. Yeah. First, I mean, in the first few turns, what can you do? Play a Doomsayer, play Ice Block, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, right. but my favorite, actually, I don't really have a, as in, at that point of time, and until now, the most impressionable, the most impressionable Death Knight was Rexar. Right now, I don't really have a favorite. I have all of them, because I want to collect all nine of them. Uh, my favorite right now is, actually, Undrain, actually, for me, I didn't really pay much priest back then, because at the point of time, it was 2018, I think, uh, Raza and Patches were out, were already in WoW. So mm-hmm. Raza Peace wasn't a thing. Mm. It was just exclusively for a while. And at the point of time, I was still playing standard. But exclusively, I didn't venture into WoW yet. So, I think Shadow Ripper and they become my favorite only after Raza Peace got unnerved. Raza got unchained. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it became a tier 1 deck in WoW. It was the best deck in WoW for a period of time before Dark Glare came into the picture. And, and, and it kind of like screwed everything over for like 12 months. <laughs> that's, yeah that's i mean pretty much what happened right yeah uh-huh. i that's so annoying man i will say that's one of the reasons that i've really enjoyed playing this new questline hunter is because it reminds me of this kind of old school uh reno raza priest where you're doing these machine gun turns and it's it's so fun what uh let me ask you a question also as well you had mentioned that um you're more of a casual gamer, and uh, I noticed that like you're you're really active in our community. You're really active in um, the listener series. Can you tell us anything about your um, approach to deck building, or or any insights that you have, um, or what is your approach when you're coming up with decks to to test out? Mm, as for me, actually, for I don't really communicate with other players. Like you know, in the Discord, there's this channel that discusses about decks that are good in the particular week. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, for week 2, I think one of the decks that was popular was Crescent Warlord and Crescent Warrior. I think it was the strongest two decks in the in the tournament for that week. For me, actually, I didn't really communicate with anybody because I didn't want to 
get ideas off anybody else. I wanted to just try and try and be creative. But normally when I become creative, I normally feel <laughs> so I now so normally what I do is I end up taking a meta deck, I take out a few cards and add in some other cards to substitute those cards that I took out. So as to meet the requirements for the tournament. Uh my approach to deck building is Okay, there was this one that I actually talked to Xia about it, uh, Xia Vasena. So Xia was telling me, uh, because he was the winner for the first season, actually I asked him for advice before and he told me, oh, normally for that week, what he does is, he will, the, he, he will see what cards are available, what is not available, and he will think of what opponents will build. So what he does is, the opposite of what I do. Normally what I do is, I build what I didn't fit. But for him, he will build whatever that counters what opponents built. So mm. there's a... It's kind of like thinking one step ahead and thinking of how to defeat us even before we even think about the game. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of thought about that approach for a while, but maybe I'm not that good at being creative. So I still go back to taking some meta decks and I change cards here and there. Uh, yeah. And even for the actual game, I mean outside of the tournament, I normally I net that. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say this, but normally I net deck. <laughs> hey, we're all guilty of net decking, man. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Very cool. Hey, one other question I had. Uh, I know that you play some other games too, um, particularly I, I like Overwatch and some Switch games. What other type of yeah? What other type of games do you play? Other than Hearthstone, yeah, Overwatch, like you said. I also play some rhythm games like Osu. You know the game where you click circles in tune in, in tune with the rhythm. Okay, there's a there's a computer game that is free to play. And I, for computer normally I play Overwatch, Hearthstone, uh, GTA. But GTA not that much nowadays because the community there is like there are quite a few. Since there are quite a few hackers there, so you go onto a street, you get killed by a random, and you don't even know why you died. And then you spawn back in a random area and then die again. So the experience wasn't very good. I've mm. not played the game for a couple of months. Oh, and as for Switch, yeah, as for Switch, I play many many games like. Mario Kart, Smash Bros, a lot of games. There are too many to this. <laughs> <laughs> the Switch has been really fun, and I, I love the um, the portability of it all as well. Um, in terms of other like uh, other um, Blizzard-based games, have you tried Diablo at all, out of curiosity? It was once I tried Diablo 3 with my friends during the lockdown. Uh, it's, for me, it's not that enjoyable as Hearthstone Overwatch. I think it's a game that you wouldn't really enjoy if you play alone. It's better if you play with friends because you talk to your friends and it's like the community and the company that you spend your time with. Um, I mean, I, I do see it's a few, but maybe I didn't really appreciate the game style. Yeah. I guess it's just for me. You know yeah, what, though? I, I haven't played Diablo at all, so I'm, I'm kind of with you there. It's not that it didn't resonate with me. <laughs> I just haven't played it. <laughs> you make a really good point, though, and that's sort of how I feel about Hearthstone lately is I almost don't want to play unless I can play with friends and chat and kind of, I, and it's not that I feel like I need help co-oping, but it's the community aspect of it that, I mean, yeah, I do like, I'll do what you do sheep. Like I'll play battlegrounds in the bathtub on the iPad or, <laughs> or before I go to bed, you know, I'm, I'm like lay there and play on the iPad or on the phone or something. But with Hearthstone in general, like it's so much more fun for me anyways um with friends so i i like that and it goes it goes with a lot of other games as well diablo in particular and that's why um 
when the beta first came out for this updated Diablo 2, like Hydra and I played together, and that was really fun. And if I just did it by mm-hmm. myself, like, yeah, it's okay. It's a cool game, but like, not the same where, you know, we're like, hey, go over here. Oh, kill that thing. Oh, you got blown up by that, ex- you know, that trap. And it's just, it was, fl- it was pretty yeah, fun. It's so yeah. much better. It's just so much better with a friend. It really is. I've played like Diablo 2 by myself many, many times, and I'll level up to a certain point and then i'm like eh, i'm done <laughs> but if like i had a friend with me then i would have obviously you know kept on going but um i was gonna ask you uh cyberon was this because you said that what first intrigued you about the game was when you saw your friend playing it on the phone what what was it that captured you was it because they were playing a card game was like that something that interests you or was it just the visuals in general had you played a card game before or like what was it when you first saw it that grabbed you for me i think it was the fact that because i was always a person who was interested in card games but the only card game i ever played in my life was pokemon cards like for me actually i didn't even play Yu-Gi-Oh or the masters i only played pokemon cards and it wasn't even a very like like i wasn't really very into it but because I wasn't really into, I didn't really have the collection. I normally what, what I did back then was as a child normally I went to like Metro, to buy decks that are already pre-made. So actually, mm-hmm. other than those decks, my collection was almost zero. So I mean, in Singapore there was these markets here and there that sells card packs for like super cheap, but everything there is like random. I mean, it's supposed to be random, it's expected. But normally when it's random for me, I get bad stuff. Stuff that is unplayable, so <laughs> oh, I could no. end up getting a card that, so I could end up getting like Charizard, but I don't even have Charmander, so the Charizard becomes unplayable. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's yeah, right. Actually, a part of me always wanted to go into to get into card gaming, uh, be it online or be it a physical card game, but I couldn't really find a card game, or rather, I was lazy to financially. I got into other games as well and other things in my life. So I saw that friend, that two friends actually, there are two friends they are playing with each other. And both of them were in my study group. So they were both playing Hearthstone. And it's not only about the fact that it was a card game. It looked very, as in the interface looked very simple. It looked very easy to learn how to play the game. But I guess being good at the game and mastering it is a whole different matter. That's but true. At least, but at least trying to understand the game and trying to see how things work out. Like you put cards onto the board, minions from the hand to the board, and then your minions will be sleeping for a turn. And then next turn you attack with the minions. And you also have spells like Fireball. You can play from your hands straight away. So to me, they look very simple. Like it didn't really require you to think that much, because like actually earlier we talked about them though. It's a game that is easy to learn also, but there are so many things to it. Like going to the shop, looking at your weapon stats, your dexterity, your intelligence, all that kind of stuff, and then the money. Like how much money do you need to enchant your weapon to increase the attack, and all that kind of stuff. There are so many things to learn. But Hearthstone is not a super detail oriented game. Okay, I mean it's detail oriented at a high level if you are playing at like. High legend, you have to really know the meta, but for most of us, we are not really at that level. So we just take it casual, we just know how to play the game. It's super easy to learn, it's super intuitive, at least for me, nah, compared to like most of the games that I played. So I guess this is one of the reasons why I wanted to try Hearthstone, and partially because I was also sick of studying for exams and I wanted a break. So I was like, okay, now I got one hour break before my next study session. Why not I find something to do? So I went to the app store because I'm using iPhone. So I went to the app store, I got Hearthstone. I played through the tutorial 
it was super easy until the final boss of the tutorial. I think it was Illidan. Yeah, his hero power summon. It, it is Illidan, yeah. Two ones. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. You were not prepared. Yeah, and the two ones were scary because I mean they were two attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the point of time it's super scary, but now if you look at well, what is two attack? You see the like, eight eights coming down on turn three. <laughs> I mean flash <Flesh> iron. <clears throat> so yeah. <laughs> that's great I love the comment there when you face Illidan too that it says something to the effect of like this fight is not fair blame the devs or something like that yeah, that is yeah. so funny <laughs> they set the expectations from the tutorial <laughs> um, well hey one final question for you uh, we asked this of all of our guests and the question is how did you come up with your new username what is the Cyberon is there a story behind it or, or... alright so when I got into middle school, I think it was first year or second year of middle school. Actually, I got into this game called Wolf Team. I don't know whether you guys have heard of that. It's a FPS game. Mm-mm. Yeah, Wolf Team. It's something like Counter Strike, like Valorant, but it's, it was there super long ago. I think by now it's pretty much a dead game already because nobody plays it anymore. So I was playing Wolf Team and I couldn't come up with a name for myself. So I was like thinking, okay, uh, maybe I call myself something to do with cyber, but. I don't want to call myself just cyber or like cyber gamer or cyber player because that sounds very weird. So I'll ask my friend that was in my class because this guy was somebody who was quite into gaming. gaming. So I asked him for advice and the guy also happens to be a person who is very creative. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, can you help me to think of a name that has a cyber in it that sounds cool, that doesn't sound like a nerd. So he was like, how about Cyberon? I and love it. He basically uh, called me Cyberon. So basically, this person, he's a bit on the cranky side, but he's a nice guy. He <laughs> called me Cyberon even in school. Like, he stopped calling me by my real name. He called me like Cyberon. <clears throat> he refers to me as Cyberon even when we are in class, like doing a project together in school. So I was like, okay, Cyberon. But I'm not going to call myself Cyberon95 or like Cyberon like that because Cyberon by itself, you know, feels incomplete. So I was thinking here and there, okay, so what do I call myself? I was like, okay, I got it, the Cyberon. So, it's pretty much how I got the name, the Cyberon. I've been using it in all my games. You are the Cyberon, not just a Cyberon. <laughs> the yes, Cyberon. Yeah. I love it, I yes. love it. <laughs> the only one. That's awesome. That's great. All right, well, let's move into our weekly recap and see how everybody's been doing, what we've been up to, how our week was, like whether it's been about hearthstone life whatever it is nate let's start with you what's going on man uh yeah it was it's been a busy week i mean i feel like we always say this right i i was talking to sheep yesterday and i said yeah it's been a what is it you know a really busy month this week and like that's just how it's felt it's uh it's it's been um monday was a holiday for us and for for work for me at least is like it's not like oh cool it's a four-day work week it's it's like oh great now we've got five days worth of work to cram into four days and um and so things get really busy but uh overall it's been good and so i copied sheep i went to go see shang chi and it was really good it was amazing so um, good. i won't spoil it but i went by myself to like a 10 p.m showing and because i was trying to think like the covid stuff has been awful and i haven't wanted to um you know catch it and i was like well i want to go see this but i haven't gone to a movie theater in two years and so it's like well if i go really late at night maybe it'll be empty and it was pretty empty um it was opening weekend and there was people but it wasn't it wasn't bad and um 
I got the popcorn I thought of you, sheep. I got the big tub of popcorn, which I normally don't do, but I, I had a lot of fun with it, and it was it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. Really good. I will not spoil it for anybody, but it was really, really good. Uh, it's kind of combination of like funny and serious and action and all the stuff. There's two different after the credit scenes, kind of like most Marvel movies. And so, you know, there's the one like as the credits are rolling, but then if you stay to the very, very, very end, like there's another one. And so, uh, totally recommend it. That was a lot of fun. Um, the choreography is incredible. Oh yeah. And I think that he did all of his own stunts. Like they, I've been seeing kind of behind the scenes stuff on, on Twitter all week. Uh, that looked great. And as it turns out, and I, I don't know, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but, uh, right, right. As it turns out, he has all of these, um, royalty free, like stock images that he modeled for. And they've been showing up like online all week. And they're so funny. They're just the business ones, you know, but they're great. And, um, He's even gotten in on the memeing there. It's really funny. Oh, it's been, <laughs> yeah, it's been great. So anyway, I, I, that was a lot of fun. Um, I've seen all of the Marvel, like I don't, I'm not a big theater person, but I've seen all of the Marvel movies in the theater with the exception of Black Widow. I missed that one. Um, but uh, so I was happy to see this. It was great. Um Let's see what else. I, I've been waiting to kind of hardcore ladder. Like it's been such a busy week for me. I've been doing my daily quests and I've been playing some battlegrounds and doing some solo content and stuff. Uh, I'll spend some time this weekend trying to ladder. I think my MMR tanked a little bit because I really tried hard to force pirate warrior at the beginning of the month. (laughs) And like my win rate with it was so bad. Like it did great last month, but this, um, this month, like it just was not working for me. I had like a 40, 45% win rate with it. And then I switched over to odd hunter and did great. Uh, but I see my rank sliding faster than it slid last month. And so I'm going to jump in, um, probably with blue train and do some co-op over the weekend and try to eke back into top 100. If I can, I'll report back next week. Um, last night we got together and, um, I got the, uh, Elune card back. So that was cool. It took a long time. I try, I tried it on my own and, but I was doing it on, <laughs> I was doing it on stream and, Oh, Hey, blue train. Hey, yeah, here we go. Um, yeah, I was doing it on stream and I'm sitting here trying to read chat and talking to people and you know, work from the, the website. Like I did one from out of cards and I did a separate one from Hearthstone top decks or something. And I kept screwing it up. Um, and I don't know if it was, I was distracted or I missed a step or whatever. And, Blue Train, bless his heart, jumped on the line and he was like, "Hey, hey, I got a, um, I got an idea. Why don't I, if like, I'll read you the steps and then you say check once you've done them and then you can jam through it." I was like, "It worked so well," and so I really, mm-hmm. you know, appreciate that. He's like Grumpy Beetlejuice, say his name, and he shall appear. That's great. Um, but anyways, I got it. It. I, what <laughs> I will say is, um, there's only two steps this time. The last, the last one had four steps. This one only had two. The first part was ridiculous. Like it took an hour or something. I don't know. Like it took a long time and I don't know. I, you know, I messed it up a couple of times before we got it. The second part was quick, but the spreadsheet that you use, like, and and again, thank God for blue train, like the, 
the instructions were not very clear. And so once you figure out how to do it, it was like, oh, okay, it's not bad. But yeah. trying to figure out how to, you know, plug all the numbers in and stuff. And what's what's incredible to me is the people who sat down and figured this out to begin with. Like, I started seeing, like, the, the first phase of it is like a maze. And I could start seeing it after a while because you see, like, you're progressing and then you're turning yeah. around and then you're turning left, you're turning right. Oh, dead end, turn around. And when you see it actually drawn out as a map, it's really interesting. Yeah. And that, like, my brain can understand. The second piece where it's all equation and numbers and everything is just mind-blowing. I, I don't even know how people figured out. Yeah, so it, it's a little bit of a shame because um, they were actually making pretty good progress on figuring it out. But then, uh, like, some data mining stuff kind of got through, and so it, oh. it kind of printed to the finish. Um, but they were making good progress, and I I don't know that I would be able to, to you know, figure any of that out, e- even with, you know, like, the, the large sample size of data that they were working with. Um, we definitely stand upon their shoulders. But this go-around uh, for part two in particular... Um, it was uh, kind of found out with the, the data mining, which is kind of unfortunate, but at the same time, we yeah. got there. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that was a lot of fun. I'm happy that it's done, though. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that, there's that. I started, I, so I've been trying to balance my gaming with non-Hearthstone stuff as well. Uh, and so I've been jamming through some of, I love these like kind of point and click adventure game type things. And so I started playing a new one. Um, it is called drought Draugen. Is that, I guess how you pronounce it? It's basically, um, it's this adventure game. It takes place kind of in, in European mountains. And the basic premise of the story is this, the main characters from America, from Boston, his sister is out there in Europe somewhere and she goes missing and he's out there trying to find her. And you show up in this town in the middle of nowhere and it's beautiful, but everyone's missing. And you're trying to kind of figure out what happened. It's really, I mean, I'm only a few hours into it, but it's really interesting so far. Um, And it's fun. So, yeah, so we'll see. Um, We'll see what's what's going on with that. Um, Hopefully uh, over the weekend, like I've got a bunch of uh, Hearthstone videos that I've been avoiding editing. And hopefully I will get to those this weekend um, that are some uh, kind of deck spotlights. um, And so that should be fun uh, once I get to them. Aside from that, in, in other media, um, I realized that uh, we had included in our cell phone plan six months of Apple TV Plus, and so I uh, started watching some of that. Um, there's a I, like I, I'm a big giant Stephen King fan, and um, you? <laughs> oh, do you don't say? Uh, <laughs> and and normally, at least historically, every time they've taken one of his books and turned it into a movie or a TV show, for the most part, like it, it gets ruined like pretty bad. And it's been better lately. Um, but uh, anyways, there's a there's a um, a new TV show on Apple TV Plus. It's called. It's based on his book Lizzie's story, Lisey's story. Um, and it's really good so far. And I was really curious how they were going to do it because the book is like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a total mess, like a fever dream. And <laughs> and it, it works, but it's really like, how do you translate this? And they, they're doing a really good job. Clive Owen, 
is is one of the main characters, and then the person who plays um, Lisi is uh, Julianne Moore, and and she's kind of the star oh, wow. of the show, and she does really really good acting, especially for a what amounts to a pretty convoluted story. Nice. And so yeah, I mean that's that's been cool. Uh, the only really other thing I've been up to is um, I. Uh, I started listening to um, the girl with the dragon tattoo on audiobook. Uh, I, I love the series. I've I've done the first trilogy. If, if you guys aren't familiar, um, they're written by a Swedish author named Stieg Larsson, and they're fantastic. I, I mean, I don't know how else to say. It's like a master class in storytelling. Um, just phenomenal, phenomenal storytelling. And the guy that wrote them, he wrote the first book. The first book was published. And then he died like really suddenly and books two and three came out posthumously, but they were done already. Like the manuscripts were completely finished for books two and three. Um, And then what, but what was really interesting is based on this guy's notes and stuff. um, There was a a different author that put together uh, another book. And so there was a fourth one. I was like, Oh, cool. And I had listened to that one, I don't know, a couple of years back, and I'm like, oh, this is, it's not the same, but it's good. Um, mm. And what I just found out over the past week is that there's two more. So there's a total of six, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not the same author, but it's the same characters, and it was close. And so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm here for it, but I want to start these over. Now, the really interesting thing, and I see Aramorn saying it in chat, and you're right. So this is the crazy thing, right? This guy's from, um, I, I believe he's Swedish. Uh, but this is, the, here's the crazy thing. And I'm just going to read this because it's uh, it's really interesting if you want to go down the conspiracy theory path. So the main, well, there's two main characters in this book. Like one is kind of a computer hacker and the other is an investigative journalist. And... Uh, known for kind of exposing these like financial institutions or whatever. Uh, so, so I'm just going to read this real quick blurb. Uh, Larson's most famous for his best-selling millennium series of thrillers that explore the dark underbelly of Swedish society and politics. A journal for much of his life, a journalist for much of his life, he died suddenly in 2004, just months after selling his first book, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, he left behind completed manuscripts for the first two sequels, which have together sold 80 million copies around the world. In 2014, it was revealed that right up to his death, Larson had been researching the unsolved assassination of Palme, who is the pr- prime minister of Sweden, uh, leaving behind 20 boxes of research in his private archive. Um, a populist left-wing politician, Palme was shot in 1986 after leaving Stockholm cinema with his wife. The assassin's identity was never uncovered, but the case made international headlines again in 2014 when it was revealed that Larson by then a posthumous bestseller had once identified a potential suspect to the police, although the case was not pursued. And so there's all these conspiracy theories about it, right? Where the guy's um, an investigative journalist and, and then he dies of like mysterious circumstances. I think technically they say he died of a heart attack, but it's like when you, when you read the books and then you read that, you're like, Hmm. <laughs> it it's really it's pretty crazy. So, anyways, I love this book series. I'm I'm if you're at all interested in mystery, intrigue, a little bit of politics, like the, the story's so good. Anyways, I've talked for way too long, but I I've been the tail end of my week has been filled with things that I have really enjoyed. So, um, 
It's a good thing. That's yes, great. Yes. So anyways, that's that's me. I've been having a lot of fun. So uh, what about you, Sheep? What have you been up to? Yeah, it was uh, another busy week here. Um, whenever Nate and I were talking yesterday, uh, Nate dropped the, the, the nugget. This, uh, it's been a really long month this week. And uh, he mentioned that earlier. And I've used that a number of times uh, in, in conversations today. It's, <laughs> so, it's how it's felt. <laughs> it really has, too. So thank you for that. Um, so busy week here. Uh, on Sunday, I had my wild THL match against Tom Carter. Uh, so Tom is a fantastic player. Um, you know, recently, uh, I think August 21st, uh, they were rank one. Wow. Like wild rank one, not diamond one, uh, and ended up pulling out the win three zero. Wow, that felt wow. incredible because Tom Carter is wow. an incredible player, and to to pull a sweep out just felt like so relieving. Not gonna lie. Congrats. Thank you. Um, while preparing for that THL match, I was jamming some odd quest line uh, hunter. And ended up hitting legend. Um, uh, gosh, what? That was the fourth because that was Sunday. Let's go. Well, that's great, man. I, I like cool. it. So you, and so you use that same uh, odd quest line hunter. Yeah, I use that same one. And the only card that I was missing in gold was auction master Beardo. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> missing it I in was... gold no longer. <laughs> yeah, I was I was caught up on on my podcast and 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 was re listening. Uh, to, to our episode uh, a couple couple episodes ago and I was protesting saying that I would never craft auction master <laughs> yeah. like what just two short weeks ago and and I crafted auction master Beardo in, in gold on Nate's birthday so hey. <laughs> love it oh, that's coincidentally I think that's probably when I crafted it too <laughs> <laughs> so that was a blast um on Monday and Tuesday, uh, did stuff with a deck list for our listener series. Um, you know, I had a blast there. Uh, hung out with the wife like you do. I had a work event on Wednesday, so unfortunately did not sail the uh, seven seas this go around in Sea of Thieves. But we'll be back again before too long. Because, um, yeah, I pretty much passed out at the end of the night on Wednesday. Thursday, Nate and I had our listener series match. And that was a blast too. I'm happy that I didn't get swept. Uh, that's what I will say. <laughs> good games. Yeah, they were some very good games. It was a lot of fun. It was good. Um, yeah. My my mech paladin actually took a, a game loss. I was I was I was really impressed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I I yeah. I built um like a Reno Shutterwalk shaman type thing but i tried to put in some devolves and stuff to to i figured there was going to be some death rattle stuff and some mech stuff probably and it was like well how else do you deal with it um and it it, it got me one game but that's <laughs> hey that's cool i'll take what i could get <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and and whenever uh we were listening to cyberon talk about all of the the decks that he really liked um, one of the decks that I brought was LPG Mage, uh, mm -hmm. Reno Mage, and Nate banned that one, so I didn't even get a chance to play it. I tested in, like, I did some test play games against it, and I kept losing, and I was like, nah, I don't want to lose against it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was a lot of fun. Uh, that game, or that, 
match, really. Uh, and then hanging out with Nate after afterwards was a lot of fun. It was good, yeah. Uh, then today, I ended up playing uh, my other wild THL match, um, you know, because the other one was last week's. Got this week's out uh, and done with on Friday. Uh, so that was at uh, 6.30 sheep time, so 4.30 uh, Nate and Hydra time. And uh, ended up taking the L two to three. Oh, so uh, close! The, the final game was a Celestial Druid versus my odd quest line hunter. Mm. And yeah, Couldn't Jail there. No, Jailstorm had um, Celestial Alignment on their turn or on their seven mana turn, which was like turn three or four. Um, I think it was turn three. I really do think it was turn three. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I was just about to to have stabilized. I dealt with like a an Alexstrasza and a Malagos, like OG Malagos. Um, and right as it, you know, I again had five mana. It was a uh, solar eclipse into um, branch, not branching paths. Uh, the one that pulls uh, things from your deck, Oaken Summons. Oh yeah, and yeah. pulled out um, other Alexstrasza and other Malagos, and uh, the, like it was lethal on board. So, just as soon as I was gonna see if I could actually stabilize, they got me. <laughs> so well played, Jailstorm. It was a pretty intense match, if you can't tell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that was like right before uh we we started here so it's it's been an action-packed week here in the city of electric sheep um how have things been in your neck of the woods the cyberon for me this week was actually pretty busy as in it was busy in the sense that work was because there wasn't a public holiday or anything like that so i had a five-day work week and we all know i hate five-day work weeks <laughs> very dreadful. Yeah. and because i was looking forward to the podcast so the days just felt a lot slower and a lot worse and I also made a huge mistake at work on Thursday so that mistake kind of like it kind of like blew me off it threw me off guard so mm. I had to do some crisis recovery then uh, it wasn't the best experience it was quite bad and I was feeling quite horrible about myself going into mm. yesterday morning which is Friday morning I was in my lowest motivation I thought of the podcast I thought of Hearthstone and I actually spent my time yesterday playing Hearthstone doing work for about an hour or so and I got and I felt better after that uh, other than that, actually, what I'm up to, actually, I just created the Twitter account, as you can see, joined this month. Because, uh, okay, yeah, because, actually, I was talking to my friends about this, like, I was considering getting into streaming, not as a career, but as a kind of, like, a, a hobby. hobby kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was, like, telling me, uh, why not go and make a Twitter account and all that? So I was, just, like, thinking about it. I was lazy to do it until, until, like, I think it was Thursday or was it Wednesday? I can't remember very clearly. I think it was Thursday. I created the Twitter account and I finally got it up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, I saw other you were on that, there now. That's great. Yeah. Other than that, life, for me, uh, life is pretty much, because now I'm a working adult, I'm working, I'm working from home. So the good thing is, I'm, I can afford to sleep at 2 a.m., wake up at 9 a.m. And then after waking up, <laughs> nice. I go to my desk, go onto my computer, get some emails. And if the emails, if there are not many emails, I can chill for a short one more. So... Working from home has its benefits, I guess. For me, I don't. I wouldn't really mind going to office once in a while. For my job, I have to go to the office once in a while to use the system. 
interact with some other parties from the outside, but I don't go, really go back to office that often. I go back to office on average once a week, or maybe sometimes once, once every two weeks. But mostly it's working from home, so my life is pretty much either going out with my girlfriend, going for exercise, playing games, and out to eat. It's a very simple life, that there's not much variety, but for me, I'm a person that I kind of enjoy the fact that there is a sense of like predictability in my life, which is that I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Like for example, I told some of my friends actually my schedule is very very predictable. If you want to ask me out for a meal, you more or less know which days I'm free. I'm free on Saturdays, but I'm not free on Sundays because on Sundays I'm I'm normally with my girlfriend. So <laughs> yeah, normally I I do normally is pretty much the same few things. I mean for games, I play different games. Like for example, for Mondays, I normally stream Overwatch. As of now, I stream without microphone, without a webcam. I'm looking into streaming with a microphone soon, with commentary. If not, oh fun! You are all going to see. Yeah, if not, because for now you guys are just seeing gameplay. You're not hearing my commentary. But if you hear my commentary, you hear me like shouting and like, "Wow, this team sucks." Halfstone <laughs> 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 is a more of like if you lose, it's because of it's because of bad luck. Or it's because or it's like you have bad RNG, you got bad match up. Like for example, uh, Mosaki match versus Crescent Warlock. Mosaki match is dead for now, I guess. So there's a different story to say. Um, one other thing about Hearthstone is that compared to other games, okay, like Overwatch, you have a team of six, including yourself. So you might be doing well, but if your teammates goof, at the end of the day, you still lose. So there's a lot of people who blame the teammates. Oh, like, yeah. Sometimes I get blamed. It'd be like bad healer, uh, healer thief. <laughs> so I get this kind of comment sometimes and there was this once I'll share a funny story with you guys there was this once I don't know if you guys play Overwatch or you heard of the characters so there's this character called Mercy she's a healer in Overwatch and she is the character she's a character that doesn't really require you to be very good at aiming with the mouse you just need to look at the person in front of you hold left click to heal hold right click for damage boost and sometimes you fly around the the field and you go to our teammates because it's how you get to heal them so this character is kind of like there's this stereotype that girls play this character like many many girls main this character because they can't shoot i mean personally i don't really agree with the stereotype i think this stereotype has has to go because as a guy actually i find this character fun to play it's a bit mm. weird, more weird thing compared to playing something like uh, genji like hanzo or like reinhardt so there was this once that actually not this one actually there was a few times in fact but there was this once in particular where people are asking to for me to be their girlfriend and because they assumed my gender they thought I was a girl and they was like uh, please be my girlfriend <laughs> so, I kind of, so, I, so I kind of put a joke as in okay on hindsight it wasn't only a joke but I kind of lied about who I am I was like actually I'm lesbian uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, <laughs> so actually what happened I mean respect to all those that are out there lesbian homosexuals I'm good with them I support them but that being said I was just making a joke so that he would be thrown off and hopefully he will not say anything much but he was like uh, you know what I will become a, I will actually become a girl for you I was like whoa whoa that escalated really quickly man you, you. <laughs> that escalated quickly yeah yeah so Overwatch you know in Hearthstone you yeah speaking uh, on that actually for Overwatch you communicate more often with the people around you like because mm. there's a team chat and you got a and you also got a match chat which is to people that are not only your team but also to opponents. 
so it's very easy to talk to people and like saying hey you suck or like you are a very good hitter thanks for the game but yeah. in Hearthstone actually I want to tell most of you guys including my friends who are watching now in real life who do not play Hearthstone I think you guys might know Hearthstone is a kind of like a single player game in a sense I mean if you exclude battlegrounds it's a single player game in a sense so you don't really have much interaction with people that you play with but there are times where I add people because I want to find out like uh, what is your deck list your deck looks fun Mm-hmm. There was this one that I, that I saw this guy playing a uh, Reno Reno Elise Clown Drid. He had like Reno, he had like Carnival Clown, he had like Yes so much. Yeah, and he had like, and, and he basically picked like Gepetto on turn 6 with a uh, Lightning Zoom. He drew Carnival Clown for 1 mana. He oh. drew Yes so much for 1 mana, so. So basically, he played a fully corrupted Carnival Clown. I mean, unfortunately, they are 1 once, but afterwards, next turn, he plays Yes so much, and they all come back. I was like, whoa. Wow. Like, wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't know whether you guys know of him, but he's called Magic Man, the guy who played RPG Mage. I've yeah, so, I've not heard so, of him, but that sounds great. I mean, that sounds like a lot so of fun. I, yeah, yeah. So I really want to give a shout out to Magic Man. I think you guys have heard of him. Sometimes he's playing at High Legend, uh, eleven star bonus RPG Mage player. He is the guy that motivated me to play RPG Mage. Just like many of us here, he kind of because he's a person who is very into RPG Mage. Every expansion he takes his pet deck to Legend. He says that it's a meso- it's a mesochistic move to make because RPG Mage is not a tier one deck. It's not even tier two maybe. But he plays that same deck to Legend every month and he always makes changes based on the expansion to meta. So <laughs> as and when he ain't cards like cards they are not really commonly seen like uh oh, that's cool. And I think he plays he always changes his decks deck list. So he's a very cool guy. He's a nice guy. I've talked to him once before. Or maybe or maybe not once, maybe like twice or thrice. Nice guy. Yeah, the, the SQP says on chat actually he plays RPG Mage mostly, but he doesn't really play RPG Mage exclusively. He will also change decks here and there. So he was the guy who I met on casual playing that we know Elise Foundry. And I did mention earlier, he actually picked Elise to copy the counts and the Yasavash. Yep. So actually, it's not only one count, it's two counts. And, and Yasavash actually is four counts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, sorry, I was a bit. I kind of digress a bit. So back to the topic. Actually, I was I was I was going to say actually in Hearthstone it's quite sad because for me I will add friends to check on their cool decks. But when people add me, they'll be like, "Oh, you shit ass gamer, you freaking lucky ass gamer," or like your mom has cancer or something like that. They do. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, they there's a lot of um, yeah people like to hate ad and it's unfortunate. Yeah, so for me actually I've come to a point where I no longer accept friend requests unless I know the yep. person. And for me, I'm. I went away thinking, okay, the household community kind of sucks. And if you go to Reddit, actually, you can see it kind of sucks. But then again, Reddit is a place where you see people saying random shit here and there. But I happened to find Bond to the uh, Bond to be well. So what happened was actually I was just trying to search for stuff online randomly. I randomly come across Bond to be well HIS. I was like, okay, this looks very cool. Let's look into it. Nice. And yeah, go into Discord. I also went to read up on your website about the podcast thing. I was like, oh my god, this thing is really cool. I hope one day I'll be able to get onto the podcast. And actually, I was thinking about it sometime in August, like in early August when I was streaming more often. Because actually in March, I, I began streaming because of the listener series to stream my matches. The first game I played happened to be Shia Vasena, Shia. So I got trashed uh... by him. That was the first <laughs> game I played in the whole series, in the first season. And since then, I was like, okay, uh, why not I just stream as a hobby? So yeah. I got streaming, I streamed for a few months and I was like, in August, I was thinking, 
actually I feel like I really want to be part of the podcast but I do not want to ask around and sound like I'm demanding and sound very rude so I was like okay I will just see how this goes and and my first game this season was against Nate just nice <laughs> it was the purple week so he played, he, he bought his favorite uh, pirate warrior catch me with that uh, Warlock Shaman and discard Warlock <laughs> so I went 2-3 with him and then after the game I uploaded my stream, which was the record of our match together, and he was like, actually, Cyberon, are you interested to join our podcast sometime? No pleasure. And I was like, yes, I am. I replied him so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, immediately, you responded so fast. It was great. That was what I was, waiting, I was waiting for, but I didn't really tell anybody because, yeah, like I mentioned, I didn't want to sound like I was rude or demanding. If not, if I were to ask you, uh, can I stream in a podcast? Uh, or can I join a podcast? I don't know whether they'll come off as rude. I think it would. It'll be demanding. So I didn't want to take that approach. I was like, okay, let's see and wait. And yeah, I got what I wanted to join the podcast. <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, we're really happy to have yeah. you on. So this is uh, this is great. We'll have a great time. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to what I did this week. And that was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jealousy abounds. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I had my vacation and it's over now. It's sad, but it's the weekend. So I guess I can't complain. Right. Um, did the thing, went with the family out to the lake and we had a hotel out there with the beach and it was an absolute fantastic time um we talked about how there's the cool floating water park that they have out there and one of the things that everybody loves a big feature is this launch pad thing that they have yeah it looks like so much fun and so it is it's it's an amazing amount of fun and me and my son were up there and we're waiting in line to go and um i'm standing there amongst people that are a lot younger than me and all the other parents are kind of standing around the bottom they got their iphones out and they're taking pictures and stuff and these kids are trying to launch themselves like so one 12 year old or 13 year old will sit on the end and the other one will jump and they'll get like two feet of air because physics I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until one kid goes, Hey, you, <laughs> can you launch me? And I'm like, sure. So like, I got My to skip. You never skip <laughs> to the front of the line to launch you. And so I, I launched this kid and they see the kid go absolutely flying. Cause once again, physics, right. Uh-huh. And all the other kids are like, Whoa, you can go that high. So, Mr. Hyderless, can you launch me too? <laughs> that's exactly what ended up happening. So, once you do it, you got to like roll off that giant pillow like to the side and you got to swim back around and like pull yourself back up onto the floating platform and climb back up that tower and then do it again and again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> launching all of the children in line so that was fun but extremely exhausting oh i bet yeah (laughs) i can tell yeah (laughs) and uh but it was great and we even actually there was a teenager that was of basically adult size and then him and i ended up teaming up and then 
we would both jump and then launch kids even higher. So now they were just like flying and it was, it was absolutely fun. Ah, uh, that's I, great. I almost felt like, then? Oh yeah. Yeah. How many, uh, breached the atmosphere? <laughs> <laughs> At least six, maybe 12. Solid. <laughs> nice. So that was, that was a blast. And Glad all the kids had a fun time. And then after that, we made our way to this floating ball that they have out on the water. And this ball is a giant teeter-totter that can 360 spin. It's not a teeter-totter that just goes back and forth one way. It goes all the ways. And so what it has is this rope ladder that comes down from the top side of it Mm -hmm. to get you to climb up. And it's a pretty high ladder. But once you get on the rope ladder, what it does is since it's a ball, the rope ladder wants to go under the ball, right? So now you're climbing up at like a angle going upwards <laughs> where like adults like myself had a really hard time doing even the kids. So I was at the bottom of this thing and when kids were trying to get up i'm like pushing these kids to like get up the thing and they're like come up here come up here so i'm trying to get up this thing and at the very if if anybody is can see the image anybody live or watching the youtube video there's this precipice this ridge you need to get over and once i got to that point i had to put every ounce of strength in into grabbing and then just pulling not using my legs my whole body just with my arms over to the top and, and was this after the blob so you this were already after exhausted? the blob after yep. the blob and yep. i got up and i slipped oh and and there's these there's these these like long log like protrusions sticking out of it if, if if you guys are watching the video i slipped and my leg went under one of those and so I'm hanging off the edge with my bottom half of a leg under one of those, like flopped off the side. Uh. And, <laughs> and I'm going like, oh my gosh, what do I try to pull myself up? And, and like, I tried and I tried and I tried. And then I just accepted defeat and just like straightened my foot because I had it hooked and just like let myself fall <laughs> back oh, into no. the water. <laughs> And uh, my son was up there and he's like, come back up, dad, come back up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I got to that point again at that precipice where you had to go. And I'm like, boy, I now admit defeat. I'm too old to climb up this thing again. Like I made it up once. I cannot do it. And I just dropped back down. And there was a mother who was swimming up and she's like, should I even try? I'm like, <laughs> no, no, don't even try. Uh, at that point, <laughs> since, since like you had launched all those kiddos, you, you should have been like, all right, I got up here. It's your turn to carry me. <laughs> and then like have them pull you. Have them all the, the kids pull me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't. It was, it was hours of absolute fun. It was a hot day. It was sunny. It was absolutely beautiful. And it was really strange to be out in public and doing things. Cause I have not like done that. 
since this whole COVID thing. So it was all outdoors. So it was a more, you know, safer environment instead of like being inside in close spaces with people in public. But it was really cool. Um, and I managed while I was there to get to sneak in and see the mercenaries reveal on the vacation. Oh, nice. And yeah, so that was really cool for me to be able to to see that. And I just want to quickly touch on the fact that I wasn't on social media. I didn't get to see anybody else's reaction to this mode. Probably a good and, thing. And I'm watching it, and I'm actually genuinely excited. <laughs> like, I'm like, whoa, cool, look at all these things. And I've never played games like Raid, Shadow Legends, and stuff that people are comparing this to. Like, I've never seen these games, right? And so I'm like, look at this. This is awesome. We got all these cool things. Oh, my gosh, Diablo's here. Like, we got all this PvE, PvE. P content you get to like level up your dudes like this looks so cool and i was like all excited and then you know shut it off go back to vacation mode and then i came back from vacation and i listened everyone's upset everything's on fire yeah i'm like what what (laughs) (laughs) i was like so confused (laughs) like i i will say while i watched the release uh, the reveal uh video i was like a little overwhelmed sure when i watched it Mm -hmm. because there was just a a million miles of stuff like all like there was so much content coming at you at once they i feel like they tried to explain an entire encyclopedia to you in like half an hour kind of thing and but at the same time i was like i want to know more i want to learn more this game mode looks awesome and then, yeah, I came back and I listened to a couple of podcasts and read the internet. I should not have read the internet. And everyone's like, boo! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I'm they still going to play on your parade. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so am I stupid for pre-ordering the Diablo one? <laughs> <laughs> I did too, so don't feel too bad. I did three, so don't feel too bad. Yeah, we'll play it all together. See, it'll be fun. <laughs> and and that's a Do- Diablo that I'll play with y'all. So hey, there we go. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was kind of weird to go from being super excited to seeing everyone bummed out, but um, like I get it. Uh, you guys already talked about it last week, but um, so I can move on from that. Uh, the one thing that I also did was, so this lake is not far from the house. I actually had to sneak back for work reasons, and I dropped in the house quickly, and I'm like, I think I'll play some hearts too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clear your daily and weekly quests on all Yeah, <laughs> Uh, wow. I totally did that. Um, uh, guilty is charged. <laughs> like mid vacation, pop back in the house. Um, did, did, did Mrs. Hydra know that before right now, or is she hearing that for the first time? <laughs> she's currently in the bedroom with the door closed. So I don't know. If she listens to the episode, she'll find out. Otherwise, you're in the She knows that I had to pop back in, but I don't know about the Hearthstone stuff. Um, <laughs> And then, but then I actually stayed a little longer than planned because 
what happened was I opened the client and then suddenly I got 15 free packs and I didn't know why I got 15 mm. free packs. And then I opened my age or EU account and I also had 15 free packs and suddenly I had the rewards track and I'm like, what is going on? And then did the same thing over in Asia. And then I, so I got triple the rewards tracks, even though I had the first one. And now I was kind of bummed because I paid for the first rewards track and I would have actually got it like on NA for free because all of this was the, the wow thing, right? Like if you had got your six month subscription, you get all of this stuff and it's not even just this month. They do this for the next, um, you get next expansion stuff too. rewards track for this six month thing. Wow. So like, yeah, I'm going to get it, the rewards track again on all three accounts come next time because of the one time purchase that I didn't know that I was making. <laughs> the, your WoW subscription? Just, my WoW subscription renewed. And so you get the rewards track and you get the 15 times packs. Oh, and you get Battlegrounds perks as well included in there. I don't know. I guess they really either they're rewarding people that play WoW or they want people to that play WoW to play Hearthstone, but they give you so much free stuff, it's ridiculous. So I now have the rewards track and a bunch of free cards, and I ended up nailing uh, the Demon Seed on, I think it was EU, and I didn't have it there. And so I'm like, that's pretty cool, and I got a whole bunch. I, I should have recorded every single Legendary. I didn't really have the time. I was kind of trying to be quick. but i screenshotted uh the fact that i got the demon seed uh, but there was at least three or four more that i had gotten across all all the accounts just from these free packs so absolutely cannot complain i i I thought that maybe i had done something blizzard like liked me (laughs) (laughs) like why am i getting all these things they like your money money, yeah But so that was super cool. Then back to vacation life. We had a really, really good time. We had family that came in from Vancouver Island. And then we stayed at our other in-laws place, my sister-in-laws place. That's a little down south. And yeah, we just had a really good time. It was it was great. It was a good time off. Um, I ended up doing the cool card back thing, too, that uh, you guys did, did nice. there. luckily i did do both on the first try wow good job let's go Um, it it was i did the what i did is i copied and pasted the solution into notepad and it was funny because my wife was sitting next to me watching modern family on tv and she's laughing and the show's on and i'm like okay headphones on earplugs in under headphones like <laughs> like it like one monitor has the notepad i'm like okay up <laughs> You're ready to enter the matrix and then it's like delete up on on the notepad all right left <laughs> delete left and that so on and so forth and, and, until it was over and i managed to make it through without messing it up so wow. i was glad because it was like 250 moves or something it was like a lot that. it was 230 yeah. or 250 or something like that it was a lot 
Yeah, I, yeah. I did it on lunch one day whenever I did it uh, before last week's show, and and I watched a video. I, I I couldn't follow the like text explanations. Um, maybe because of my ADHD, maybe uh, just because of me. <laughs> so hyper kudos for for being able to follow it uh, via text format rather than uh, following a, a video guide. Well, thank yeah, you. big time. Yeah, so that worked, and then I obviously I use a spreadsheet as well for the second, which I believe everyone in humanity so far has used the <laughs> spreadsheet as well because nobody else knows how to do it. So I used right. that, and I got through that pr- pretty quickly. That part was wasn't too bad. Yeah. But once you did the first section on the spreadsheet, so part number two, first section, then you had to do five more or whatever. Yeah, but it was pretty easy from there, right? Not too yeah. bad. Yeah. Because the first one had the inputs that you had to put in, but then every subsequent step was the same, regardless of what inputs you had. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, now I'm back, back at work, and just is so I I just got back, and I we've learned that we have an ISO audit next week, and so that's sort of a big deal, and uh, got that to look forward to starting monday but other than that um that's basically been my time off i'm looking forward to jumping back in i'm looking forward to seeing what's the best way to beat seed lock now um (laughs) uh like let's go i'm ready for it so that's basically been my week let's jump into what's going on with the listener series sheep yeah so this is the third week of the listener series and the challenge this week is called Keyword Craze. And it was submitted by our very own guest this week, the Cyberon. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> Let's go. So in Keyword Craze, participants must con- uh, have decks that contain at least one card with each of the following keywords. Divine Shield, Taunt, Stealth, Wind Fury, Charge, Rush, Lifesteal, Battle cry and death rattle. So uh, those keywords don't just have to be on the card, but they have to be attributed to the card itself. So, for example, um, the uh, uh, Wind Fury Murloc dude, um, whose name I'm forgetting right now, that used to just have Wind Fury. Now that's a battle cry. Right, right, right. So that right. only counts as your battle crime minion and not your wind fury because the wind fury itself is conditional. We fielded um, a lot of questions in the beginning of the week too. <laughs> but this challenge has been fun. Uh I had a lot of fun building these decks for sure. Yeah, they were a blast to put together. So each keyword counts different per card. So for example, if you have two Anoyotrons in your deck. Uh, they will all only count for either Taunt or Divine Shield, but not both, even though you have two Anoyotrons. Anoyotron itself takes up one slot whenever you're looking at the deck list. So it counts for one of that particular uh, attribute. Um, so, however, if you're running Anoyotron and Anoyo module, one counts for one, one counts for the other. Uh, th- th- that's what I did. That's what I did with Mech Paladin, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) It worked well. Yeah, so we had... It it was so much fun. So we did have some banned cards this week. Those banned cards were Grime Street, Outfitter, which I had to cut from my Mech Paladin, uh, Alliance Bannerman, 
and Glowstone Technician. So we had some really inventive decks this week. Uh, I myself brought an Aggro Druid, LPG Mage, a Mech Paladin, and an Elemental Shaman. Um, so highlighting all of those kind of things that that work really well with having all those keywords, like with mechs that have magnetic, uh, aggro druid, like cheap little dudes that that can smack you in the face real quick. And, you know, elementals you typically have those and LPG mages. <laughs> LPG mage. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good so, times, uh, though. This was a fun challenge. I liked it. It was a blast. Uh, so, Nate and Cybron, I know that, that y'all... Uh, came up with lists. What was probably your favorite list to put together for this challenge? Um, I mean, for me real quick, I'll just say, I, I think for most of these weeks, you can take kind of a meta deck and, and then swap out a couple of cards. And I was trying to not do that. And so <laughs> the fa- my favorite deck that I put together this week was this, like it was a Reno Shutterwalk Shaman with a whole bunch of, probably bad cards in it but like it was so much fun to play um the other decks were kind of like so so i put together an lpg mage as well um and, and I, you know some other stuff but like the the reno shutterwalk shaman was was like my favorite for sure it was enjoyable and sitting here trying to like i had to get sheep made a spreadsheet i had a word doc and try to make sure that my deck lists were valid because a lot of times you're like Zilliax was one for me, like, oh, do I use it for Rush or do I use it for Lifesteal or do I use it for Taunt or do I use it for Divine Shield? And like it could slot anywhere, but only once. Um, and it doing that kind of stuff, it was uh, it was really fun and really interesting trying to make sure that we followed all of the conditions. And so I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I know, Cybron, you were saying that um, your opponent this week uh, pulled out of the competition and so you didn't get to play so that's un- unfortunate uh but did you it sounds like you put decks together did you have any anything in particular that uh you really enjoyed building for me actually i look at what i had in the previous week so i had quasine warrior so actually one of the decks that i had in my mind was quasine warrior again so i had many minions that already had keywords like there was torn from the sword eater there was rush from the Wakara, there was better mm-hmm. cry from like South Sea something and there was a lot of stuff here and there so I only had to substitute out a few cards that okay. were not so good so I put in some cards that had lifesteal and horn no and demand shield sorry yeah so that was the first deck that I made second deck nice. that I made was equally dirty it was Crescent Warlock yeah it was Sidlock so mm-hmm. I kept the normal stuff I kept the dark glass also I took mm-hmm. out some of the other stuff that I forgot what I took out actually but I put in some things like the card that gave life to I forgot the GT Anchor Biter Mana card. Yeah. And I put in mm-hmm. some other things here and there with the Divine Shoe, with the Wind Fury, the Dragon Hawk, the one mana guy with one one. Yeah, so that was the, the Wind Fury guy that was in almost all of my decks. It was that same card. A small card with one mana one one. And my third deck that I made was yeah, it was Reno Priest. And then the fourth deck was RPG Mage. Reno Priest was super as in even though it was like different cards from the normal list, but it was still super consistent. I actually played some games to practice against Scumpy Daddy, against Juice, and it fared quite well, I guess. As for RPG Mage, actually it's, it's about there. You just put in one or two cards and you got the whole list. Uh-huh. And actually on top yeah. of that, I also got a deck 
I got a fifth deck that I wanted to bring, which was a spiteful dread. So it was anyway. It was Ooh. only four minions. That's spicy. Uh, I, I like that. Gather animals and survive the fitters. It only had four spells, so it was like twenty six minions. No, sorry. Uh, twenty five minions. We won't happen. Uh, uh twenty five minions. One spell of sapiens and four spells. So it had cards like uh the teacher's pet. Uh, what else did it have? Uh, Twilight Runner. It had like zero decks. So almost every keyboard is there already. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I thought of bringing that, but I was thinking through my list. Okay, it's essentially a five choose four, and I was like, every time I make five decks or six decks, I always don't know what to cut and what to bring. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I think I bring two quest decks and two Wino decks, and I was like, okay, fine, I will take out the trip. But anyway, it didn't matter because I couldn't get to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I imagine that'd be fun, la. And because it's my own, it's my very own challenge that I, that that I kind of like send to you guys, and mm-hmm. it just so happened that I couldn't play my own challenge. Yeah, but it's okay. that's a bummer. It's fine. I'm glad you got some practice games in though. That's good. Yeah, especially against it sounds like one of your your practice partners was Jules, and and, and Jules and I I practiced, and that's actually where I got the idea to run a, an LPG mage uh, was in in my games against Jules. <laughs> yeah, and he also brought a uh, summon. I think I think I think it was a different summon with Nazoth with Taylor Fort Wing. Yeah, yeah, cool. cool. Uh, so, as you can tell, a lot of really fun and a really inventive and uh, ingenious decks uh, this week. So, um, after the show this evening, we will be casting the match between Bane and Ben from work. Nice. Uh, so. If you're watching live, we will stream it right after the show, uh, so stick around. And if you're catching this on the replay, then uh, Nate posts the the uh, casted matches on YouTube. So if you're listening on the podcast feed or watching on YouTube, uh, check out the Born to be Wild YouTube channel, and the casted matches will be there. Uh, I mean, he, he pretty much uploads them at the same time, so they'll be there as soon as you're watching or listening to this on the replay. Rock and so roll. That is it here in the listeners series. Stick around for the uh, our casted match after this. Um, but outside of the listeners series, what's been going on in the world of Hearthstone this week, Hydra? Well, first up, earlier this week on Tuesday, the Book of Mercenaries, Tamsin is now live. And we, we, we got a cool tweet from Matt London asking, what's the biggest surprise that you've seen in this adventure? I've seen a few comments here and there uh, from different people online about how they're feeling about this adventure. I've seen people really enjoying it. Who here has played it? Uh, Cyberon, have you have you played it yet? Actually, I haven't played most of the single player challenges. I think I played only the first few of the book of heroes until I think until Troll, I think the summon guy. I didn't play Mafiwen, I didn't play Gudan and Eden. And I didn't play any of the Mercenaries single player adventures. Because I was too lazy. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, anyway I got I got everything I wanted from the expansion from Stormwind. I was like, if I were to open the pack, like, because they give you packs that are containing cards from the particular class, like a summon class or like warlock class, I was like, should I play the invention now and get the packs? Or should I wait until this expansion and get the packs and open the cards from the next expansion? So I was like thinking of, I said, I was thinking of that from that perspective. Partially because I was also lazy. So I didn't finish the invention <laughs> yet. Yeah, I you know, I, I, I feel like, yeah, the... 
the adventures that they have here aren't exactly for the pack at the end. It's it's more for the experience, right? So if it's it's all in the storytelling, and if it's not something that you really care about, then you're not going to really do it. Um, so that's that's totally fine. I know lots of people that that don't do it. Um, Sheep <laughs> seems super super eager to tell me about his experience. Yeah. So- Two things. One, the reward was the friends you made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and two, I, I love the single player, the like solo adventures. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite ways to engage with the game. Every time they roll out with a new one, I, I jump on it. So I I completed this. Not that the very day that it was released, but the the next day, um it, in the bathtub in the morning and uh, finish it up at lunch uh, that afternoon. So it was a blast. Um, there, there are some, some twists and turns. Um, I will say the penultimate level was probably the hardest. And then afterwards, however much it was like really flavorful for the final level, it, it, it was a cakewalk compared to the penultimate level. Like it, it, it wasn't like crazy e- easy, but uh compared to the penultimate level it was it was so that was kind of my experience with uh the the tamsin uh book of mercenaries i had fun it was a good story um what did you think about T- book of mercenaries tamsin and nathaniel wolf uh yeah i liked it i i really enjoy all the pve content though and i i always have i think video games in general for years and years and years typically what i play are single player games because I like the story. Uh, and so I've, I've gone through with Hearthstone all of the single-player content. I've done all the heroic everything. And um, and so when these Book of Heroes, Book of Mercenaries come out, like I play them right away. Not Maybe not day of, sometimes day of, or sometimes like I'll take my time. With Tamsin, I think I started it day one and then finished it the second day. But uh, I agree with you. You get to the... I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it's like the second to the last boss. It was like, oh, wait, this is hard, actually. Um, and then I kind of breezed through the rest of it. So the final boss wasn't that difficult to me. I, I I don't know. Like, I saw Matt's tweet, and he says, like, what was the biggest surprise? And only the biggest surprise is that the second to the last boss was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting... Um, that i mean the story there was i didn't really think there were really surprises there for me there was an interesting thing with the priest character that was kind of interesting and actually i had tweeted uh at matt like i responded to this tweet and i said hey can we get this uh hero portrait for the priest because it was awesome and i had to go double check to see if it was in game and it was not and he responded like with the winky it was like i'll see what i can do i was like oh it's coming it's coming it's like one (laughs) of it's one of these that we'll get you know next expansion at the like level 100 or something i'm sure because like that's what this tamsin one is right here on the screen right now yeah. yeah. Uh, in the words of Treebeard, don't be hasty. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I got 40 dust from my pack, but uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and my, okay, my only complaint about it, and I guess it's because of the story, but like her decks were terrible. Like, they were so bad. <laughs> they put in a they put, and they could have made them better by doing one thing. Like if you had the quest, her decks would have been <laughs> fine. 
but it was like a bunch of self-damaged cards and a bunch of discard cards with no upside. Like if wow. if you played the Demon Seed, cool. I'll discard my whole deck. I don't care. Uh, or I, I don't care if my minions deal damage to me every time I attack. If I've got that, but without it, it was more challenging to like. Oh, I have to win with this terrible deck. Oh, all right. And I was able to do it, but I, I will say that um, I, I, it wasn't like I just sailed through. Like It took a couple tries on some of them because either I drew poorly or my deck was really bad and we had to kind of figure out the right strategy. But overall, it was enjoyable. I, I, I liked it. So yeah, the the only one I had to play multiple times was the the penultimate one, and that one was like three or four times. Um, it was pretty tough, uh, mm-hmm. but the, the the rest of them have really good story elements, and I also may have high rolled. Like who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that totally happens. I've played adventures where people say this boss was really easy, and it took me like three or four tries to do it, and then other ones were this boss was horribly difficult. And I'm like, I won by turn six. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah. The, the one that I, I won in the, the penultimate boss felt like a cakewalk. And if I hadn't played the like two or three times before then, then I would have been like, what, what what's Nate talking about that? This mm-hmm. was difficult. Um, but I had played the two or three times before, and so I had that experience to know that it was difficult whenever you didn't yeah. draw really well, yeah, or know know how to navigate it too was kind of a big one for that for that in particular. Okay, well, let's move on to our next uh, point that we have in news, and we finally, and I don't think it was really that long, have a patch that solved the Cthune bug. So we will no longer be dying on what is it, turn five. <laughs> to like 128, 128 right? <laughs> um, I thought it was there was a really funny question from uh, Silent Nick. I wouldn't say funny, but sort of funny because Silent Nick had asked, "Are wild players using the Cthune bug passable, or like are they going to get banned or suspended for playing this?" And Ixar <laughs> responded with. Nah, we're looking to fix it. He had to say no. It's not a big deal. It's fine. I wonder why. (laughs) Could it possibly be that he was caught red-handed playing against a friend of the show and and former special guest, uh, Taylor Eve? (laughs) Yes, yes. Playing this exact same bugged deck. (laughs) Red-handed. That was so funny. It's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. No one's going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> you know, though, I so here's the thing. Otters hit legend with that deck, which is really funny. But when he shared uh, his stats, the deck had like a 35% win rate or something, yeah. you know? And so it's like, I mean, I get it, but it, it's one of those, like, it feels so bad. And if somebody is exploiting a, a known bug to, like scam wins it's like oh come on now yeah i I played like three or four on my climb up to legend um as the quest line hunter right Mm -hmm. um so until you get your quest line or uh at the very least you uh progress enough to where you have a zero mana hero power with auction master beardo um 
you're, you're kind of just not wasting time, but controlling the board, etc. cetera. Uh, even at that, I, I think I won three of the four games that I played against it, uh, or like three of the five. I had a positive win rate against it at the very yeah. least. Um, just kind of knowing what they were up to and that you have to race them down and it, it, you could get there. I mean, if, if you're quote unquote abusing a deck that only wins like 30 to 40% of the time, I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, the hotfix went live yesterday. So this yeah. is no longer working anymore. So yeah. If, yeah, you, if you wanted to try it, sorry, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, it's too late. But there's plenty of YouTube videos to go watch if you want to see how it worked. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, honestly, it's kind of funny. Like, hey, wait, wait a minute. Maximum Blast and Heimer is uh, viable again? What? A Cthune <laughs> deck in 2021? What? <laughs> and they didn't even give a full dust refund for Maxima Blast and Heimer after <gasps> this. Like, come on. <laughs> or Cthune. I didn't even didn't think about that. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, today is a bit of an exciting day. Hopefully, fingers crossed, because today is the day that Alec Dawson had said that they're going to be deciding if changes are going to be needed for more nerfs or anything like that. And he actually made a tweet saying that this is still the plan. Um and that the next full patch will be created specifically for balance changes, talking about nerfs and about buffs. Mm-hmm. And that I, I think we're going to get one this time. I think so, because he also stated that the approach to wild is to only act in extreme cases. And we've heard this before. Yeah. But followed by the current case is probably clearing that bar. So I think we're finally going to see something, I mean, kind of getting my hopes up because I've had a bit of a, I'm I'm always an optimistic person. I always like to glass half full, but when I came back from vacation and I tried to play some wild, I was just instantly bummed. Like it, 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 like it, it just, it wasn't. Like, I was like, all right, let's go. I've been off the game for a while. Let's play. And it was Warlock, 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 Warlock. Yeah. How long can this go on? Literally, first (laughs) first three games. First three games was Seed Warlock, and I lost every time. And then the fourth game was something else. And then the fifth game was back to Warlock. (laughs) And so, like, man, I was, like, stoked. I was happy to play, get back in there. And it... Like it just wasn't a pleasurable experience. It really yeah. wasn't. So little did you know you were coming back to Born to Be Warlock, a warlock exclusive <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Gold Daniel. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but uh yeah, so as I stated, it's supposed to be apparently that this this is clearing the bar that uh of the statement that they've made that it, they only act in extreme cases. And so it sounds like we're actually going to get it. Yeah, so, we'll see. I th- and I think maybe. And if it is, I mean, they wouldn't lead us on, would they really? <laughs> no, especially now. Um, At this point, uh, I don't think they could. Yeah. I, I know we were talking a few weeks ago about 
you know, how to best address the situation in, in our format. Um, and, and I said it a few weeks ago, and I'm, I'm going to double down on it here. I think that we're going to see a, another ban. And, and I think the Demon Seed is going to be banned in our format. That Just would be extreme. Wow. But someone mentioned last week that they were looking at Crystallizer. Uh, yeah. But I mean, even if they cut Crystallizer... I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's still just going to be an abusive deck. Like people are still going to abuse the deck. Right. So I swear, like the, the change in my mind seems so easy. Uh, someone had asked me about this on stream last night about uh, my thoughts on this. And I think it makes a lot of sense that Warlock, like thematically that Warlock needs to spend life to, um, continue their quest or they get some reward right. for spending life. What doesn't make sense is for them to uh, further the quest by spending armor. Right. And so if they did away with that, like you have to spend actual health and I don't care about crystallizer and I don't care about armor vendor and um, that helps. I think uh, part of the thing that is difficult too, I think with the demon seed is when you complete the various parts of the side quest is that you gain like it's that three damage uh, lifesteal and yeah. it's like so there's no punish like you just tap 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 damage 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 no punish Heal. at all and it's uh you know if they either dealt with the armor issue or they got rid of some of the lifesteal along the or way fatigue fatigue is that's crazy to me they can just kill you in fatigue that way yeah, yeah the, the cataclysm build it's oh it's nutty wild. yeah it's it's <laughs> truly oh truly, yeah so. that's the, the one that i lost my final fatigue hit was negative 17 i i lost a jail storm tonight playing i didn't play that one i i brought it it, it pulled the ban that's the only reason i brought it yeah. <laughs> i've been but, bringing it uh, every week too not that i want to play it but i know that it's going to get banned exactly because <laughs> nobody wants to play against it either so the yeah. cyberon do you have any thoughts on what this nerf could be it, it does say buffs by the way um it says nerfs plus buffs do you have any any hot takes here um for the nerf i'm pretty sure they'll hit sit lock in some way or another maybe like what you said earlier crystallizer which is what most people have said uh, crystallizer is one of those cards that make the archetype so so oppressive and, but I'm not sure whether there will be the change or they will actually target that questline. Because for me, I'm not so worried about just Sick Dog. I'm also worried about other questlines, like maybe like Questline Warrior, Questline Shaman. Like, from what I I guess, if you take Sick Dog out of the picture, you will see Questline Shaman becoming one of the decks that will kill you from hand in like 6 turns or something like that. Because they have a lot of burst. They got like Cracker, they got like Overdraft, they got Lightning Bot, they got a lot of burn, and they got Spirit of the Frog. So, this is something that will be quite difficult to deal with. I don't know. I feel like generally crest lines, I mean, Sidlock is one thing, but crest lines as a whole might have to be changed in some way. But I'm not sure how to change it. Like, one of the things that I thought of was maybe making the rewards become 7 mana instead of 5 mana. It will slow them, it will slow them down a bit. Yeah. But I'm not very sure whether there will be the solution. I'm not very sure about the ban also. Uh, the yeah. ban... They ban Sidlock. They depend still on source because of the interaction between Sila and source and the violet, violet illusions. I think the one that gives you immune 
and you got plot twist and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know about Seed Lock actually. I don't know what I don't know whether they were playing it or they were just change it. I'm not very sure. Um yeah for nerves but I really hope that either way something is done because if not they're just going to play against Seed Lock or something that counters Seed Lock. Because actually for me when I played that the even though I was earning a nice star bonus, I also seen quite a few Seed Locks. But they mistake quite a bit, so I'm okay with that. I mean, imagine being at 10 star bonus or 11 star bonus. You don't really see them playing that much, and you will feel very bad to play against them and lose against them. And it's pretty much seeing the same thing over and over again on ladder. It feels so bad, man. And the counters, I don't know what are the counters exactly. Uh, a mage deck that, that has Social Apprentice and Ignite, the Infinite Ignite combo, whatever the deck is called. It's only a mage, is it? And there is. Also, some things here and there, like there's the odd Crescent Hunter, which is quite good, I guess. And I remember it, and also Crescent Warrior is still a thing. Actually, I picked Crescent Warrior for this one to reach Diamond 10. I'm not sure whether I will go further to Diamond 5, but I will see how it goes. I will also look at the nerves, and I will see what happens afterwards. Uh, this, I think, for the nerves is going to be the quest line. I'm not sure whether they are going to do anything else, but if they buff something, um. Actually, I'm not very sure what they're about, but I think... You know, it was interesting. Dean did his AMA right before the show started tonight, and someone had asked him about buffs, and essentially his response was that they don't really like buffs because it doesn't have that much of an impact on the meta in in comparison to nerfs. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I thought it was pretty interesting because he he started talking... um, percents and was saying that like hey we can do buffs but if you're looking for a shake up like it doesn't really shake things up the way that you think that they would it was really yeah. interesting um let me uh let me see if i can find it real quick because i just read it like it happened right before yeah well while you oh, look here for it that is. um I, I think it's kind of worth noting as well that while we're, we're definitely getting a uh uh, definitely. While we're almost certainly getting a, a, a nerf specifically for Wild, um, the, outside of the this kind of outlier, most of the time, the nerfs and buffs are um, in conjunction or, or supporting rather the the standard game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so while for us in Wild, something like a questline warrior, you know, pirate warrior. Um, is super strong and on on the verge of you know if uh, demon seed warlock uh, kind of fades away that that could be the 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 king here before too long. In standard, it's kind of laughable because you know like I I tried to port over my pirate warrior into standard because I was like oh I I shouldn't need to change that many cards. Uh, I I didn't do it because th- there were so many cards in that that are wild. Um, mm-hmm. because they just don't have as many um and definitely as many good pirates as as we do um so something like like a, I hate to say it because it's already so strong and, and wild but whenever they're looking at buffs I can see something like the the warrior quest line actually pulling in a buff or um someone y- mentioned you know, it that one specifically yeah um, so w- w- one that we could benefit from as well. I, I can see the Druid quest line getting a buff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I could also see the the shaman quest line get pulling a nerf because it's already pretty strong and standard even. Um, and uh, with demon seed, you know, one of the things that's kind of keeping it in check, uh, you know, pulling down possibly if if it's a nerf rather than a ban for wild. Um, then I can see that kind of being nerfed to to keep that from you know being the the kind of next oppressive deck that everyone's complaining about. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of my thoughts before we move on to what Nate pulled up from Ixar's AMA. Yeah, yeah. So the question actually was from our friend Imic. Uh, the question says, "Would you ever consider, for example, buffing one to three cards each week or month to shake up the meta?" And Dean says. Buffs don't do a very good job of shaking up the meta. Nerfs are much better for that. If you think about what cards we nerf and why, we're usually taking archetypes that are between 10 to 25% play rate and tuning excuse me, tuning them down. Defining success for these changes is pretty broad. We might take a 25% deck down to 9% and call that a success. That means that pocket of 16% is filled with different decks, which is a pretty big shakeup. The window of success for a buff is much smaller. We might look at a deck that is 2% play rate, and success means it lands somewhere between 6 to 8%. If it's much higher, it probably means we buffed a card so much that now the deck is dependent on drawing it. Uh, Luna's Pocket Galaxy. <clears throat> right. Much lower, and we didn't actually make much of an impact. Doesn't mean we shouldn't do buffs, just means that they're less effective as a balancing tool. I thought that was a really good explanation. Uh, it, it wasn't just a, we don't want to, it, it, like, that was really well thought out answer. And I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, especially with the, you know, oh, hey, if we accidentally go a little overboard, then, you know, that that turns it from being not necessarily unplayable, but not super meta to being super broken. Like whenever I coughed out Luna's Pocket Galaxy earlier at five, that was completely broken. <laughs> oh, oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, any any final thoughts on that before we move into the meta discussion? I mean, all I will say is that I would predict that we will probably hear about whatever pending changes are early next week, and then we'll talk about them on next week's show. There's my broad prediction. I mean, yeah, agreed. So. Yeah. They'll talk about it today. They'll sleep on it over the weekend. They'll confirm on Monday with each other. Then maybe tell us on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> typically, I mean, typically patches go out on Tuesdays, I think, but not always. I mean, they could do whatever, and yeah, uh, we, I don't know. I'm not holding my breath. Tuesdays, I'll say that. Yeah, we've seen Tuesdays and Thursdays fairly frequently for patches. Yeah. That said, the turnaround in evaluating the data, making the decision, figuring out how to put it in into a patch, whether it's a server side patch or, you know, rolling it out in a full patch, I would imagine that will probably, and, and this is just speculation, but I imagine we'll probably get the word of it on probably Thursday with the the patch, be it server side or full downloadable patch. Uh, the following Tuesday, so that that's kind of my uh, gazing into my my crystal ball. But um, you know, who, who knows for sure? They they've been pretty quick on on the turnaround with these a lot lately, which is great. Yeah. So um, that that slight delay could be expedited, which would be cool too. But that's my guess. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That yeah, sounds about right. So all right. Well, let's um let's jump into kind of the news or the 
meta discussion, the decks of the week, what we've been playing, and I don't have a lot here. I, I was going through, you know, our different kind of news sources, and I saw an article this week on Hearthpone that I thought was kind of fun, and I was curious. Um, you know, it's just all the, the normal type of thing. Hottest decks for United and Stormwind, and then it said Standard and Wild. I thought, oh, I'll check it out. Let me see what Wild decks they are. And I enjoyed it just because it wasn't necessarily all meta stuff. Uh, I mean, not to really dig into it. I'll, I'll share the link here in chat, and it's in the show notes. But it's kind of fun, and, and honestly, it was some some kind of off-meta stuff. Um, and so it was interesting if you're looking for stuff to play. In terms of meta in general, I honestly, I feel like I don't have a super good grasp on it because I haven't been laddering hard this week. Uh, my plan for the weekend was to grind pretty hard I, i'm not quite sure when yet but to try to rank up a little bit and i'll have a better take next week um you know the Cthune hunter is is no longer going to be playable but I, it was such a low win late low win rate that i'm a little bit um d- disappointed that it's going to be off ladder it just means we'll get a couple more warlocks <laughs> right uh last week you know it was lots of warlocks when i did my climb it was you know almost 40 percent warlock i imagine that it's probably similar for other people as well so uh, but but that being said like i don't have a super good read on it i'm curious like because sheep you just hit legend what what was the meta like for you yeah so uh that was about a week ago at this point um it was a lot of warlock a decent amount of hunter which was kind of surprising um i you know i thought i was picking an off meta deck (laughs) <laughs> whenever i was climbing with it um but uh, a decent amount of hunter uh, a secret major too which was uh, a, a little surprising as well um but predominantly warlock for sure um uh, uh oh and pirate warrior of course um and in pirate warrior uh as the quest line hunter you're pretty much the control deck until you're the combo deck, which is is, is kind of a, a fun turnaround. Uh, I think I posted in uh, my uh, our THL, uh, wild THL team uh, chat whenever um, I was doing the recap. It was, oh, Hunter controls war- Warrior, because that's the reality we live in now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, what? <laughs> it's wild. It truly is. Truly is wild. Well... In talking a little bit about what we've been playing, like I and I'll, we'll get into decks in a minute. I, I'm actually I got a couple questions for you, Sheep, about your hunter because the one I've been playing is very similar, but there's three or four cards different. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was playing this week was I, I was trying to learn Ignite Mage, and this is a really interesting deck. I mean, I'm a fan of these combo decks or OTK Exodia type things. Sometimes I struggle with the APM decks. This one, the combo itself is not that hard to pull off when you know what you're looking for. What really I found difficult here was the animations are so slow. Like trying to OTK and not running out of time. And it's like, okay, well, at the bare minimum, I need... Uh, a sanctum chandler and a a sorcerer's apprentice but better if i have two apprentices better yet if i've got two chandlers and two apprentices better yet if my deck is like just about empty um but like i I had you know i tested out against the innkeeper a few times and i was like oh 
I get the hang of this, and I was just going slow and taking my time, and I was like, I see it. I see the combo. Like, there's only, you know, most of the spells in this deck are fire spells because Chandler will draw more spells, and you want your ignites to cycle through. Uh, it runs Inconspicuous Rider so that it will play your ice block. I swear I always draw my ice blocks, but I draw my <laughs> patches and my Baku also. Um, there's a couple of arcane spells, but they're just draw cards. So Research Project and um, Arcane Intellect. But the bulk of it, you know, they're tutor cards. And so you've got the Sandbinder will draw your Elementals. The Witchwood Piper draws your Apprentices. Uh, but where I really struggled, like, and then I took it to casual. I, I'm not going to play this on ranked ladder. There's no way. Like, <laughs> I need to learn it first. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was doing it in casual. And then I was feeling bad because I was like, oh, yeah, I my first game with it was against someone playing like Death Rattle Hunter, like with eggs and stuff. Like, wow, this is fun. Like, I, talk about playing your old favorite decks and stuff. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is cool. And I was going to OTK this person and. I just couldn't do it fast enough and I didn't waste any time. Like start of the turn. I was like, all right, Chandler apprentice molten reflection, draw fire spell. And like the rope burned and I just couldn't because the animation is so slow in sending cards into the deck, drawing cards. I, I just couldn't do it. Like I had the combo and I got them down to 10 health or eight health or something. And it was like, I needed maybe one, maybe two more. I just couldn't do it quick enough. And so I don't know if I just need to get good or if like I loved Exodia Mage, but it felt more it felt more viable than this. I don't know. It's interesting. So have you have you all played this at all? I've played against it a fair amount, um, but I, I haven't actually played any of it myself yet. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which is really a shame because I think it looks really fun. Um it seems like they either try to get there and don't because I, you know, just get there first with my uh, questline hunter Razapings uh, or they get there real quick and I just die. Um, the latter seems to happen less than the former. Um, and questline hunter isn't really a beatdown deck. So I... I don't know how straight up viable it is, but it is a fun deck, mm -hmm. uh, or it looks like a fun deck to to play. Um, that's kind of what I've seen. Uh, have you seen any of this uh, um, Ignite Mage uh, Hydra? No, I I actually have not run into this deck specifically, but it really intrigues me. I think that it would be a really fun combo to pull off. I wouldn't mind doing some rounds with you guys and maybe see if we could maybe co-op this and see if we could actually master seeing if we, you know, as Nate says, got to just get good or <laughs> is it actually, you know, the animations are that slow and that hard to pull off, but it, it looks really fun and something that I would enjoy playing. I've really been looking for something in mage to get excited about and play again because it's been a while for me and yeah. I, like, I'll give it a shot. Um, how about you, Siberian? Have you have you seen this? Yeah, actually, when I play casual, which is most of the time, actually, I see decks that are quite prominent in the meta. So it's like rank two point zero. So I've seen this deck before. I was like, okay, this guy dropped the dropped that five mana elemental on turn five. I was like, okay, no big deal. 
I just do what I'm supposed to do anyway. And then I die next turn. Like, like, <laughs> wow. So, so I was like, oh my god, what was that? What just happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I've seen it go as early as turn five. Because you can play Apprentice and then you play the uh, Elemental Evocation, says your next Elemental costs two less, and then play your Sanctum Chandler for three, and then you just start playing spells. I mean, the tricky piece is trying to play them fast enough, and and that's where I really struggled. Um, but it's pretty yeah. gross. I mean, when it hap- when it pops off, it's it's incredible. When it happens to you, it feels terrible. So can confirm there was one where I was at full health and they went and the rope got where it should have finished burning. And about a minute <laughs> later I died and the rope was still just like at that final that little nub. Yeah. <laughs> so they queued up all, all of it, but those animations just took forever. So I don't know how they queued up all those ignites uh, because they still had to draw them, but they got there. Such a cool card. I say that now. Oh, it's a hot card. <laughs> wow. Nice one. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about this Hunter deck. I, I feel like I can contribute, and I've got some questions for you as well, uh, because I was playing something very similar. Yeah. So. so I brought an odd questline Hunter. This is the one that I hit Legend with uh, this past Sunday. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. It's very spell-heavy. Uh, There are a total of, I think, three different minions. Um, So one of them is Mystery Winner, uh, which honestly I've considered cutting in general. Um, uh, The other is Auction Master Beardo, uh, because it's basically a second um, uh, Tavish. And the third one, of course, is Baku the Moon Eater, because that's how you get your three attack or your three damage hero power. That's that's you know kind of the the glue that holds it all together (laughs) baku is definitely the worst card in the deck (laughs) (laughs) can confirm um but aside from that like like i said very spell heavy because um the way that i kind of approached it was i want to be able to whenever i'm either dropping Beardo or dropping uh, Tavish, I want to be able to refresh my hero power as many times as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, yeah, I went with Secret Plan. uh, That gives you two refreshes. Or you can find either like a a Dart Trap, a Snipe, or, uh, of course, Explosive Trap in order to actually get more uh, damage done with spells, which progresses your quest line as well. that one feels like less of a kind of a candidate for the chopping block, specifically because you get two spells with it, which gives you two refreshes. Uh, so that one feels a lot better than something like a mystery winner, where the first half doesn't refresh, but the second half does. Yeah. So you have to pay three mana to refresh rather than three mana to refresh twice. Uh, so mystery winners, you know, kind of on, on the chopping block, uh, aside from that, I mean, I guess maybe unleash the hounds. That's, that's where that's Barack, there is a one of normally that's where Barack Hodobane is right. In the unleash. Yeah. Slot. yeah. Well, in standard yeah. it, for sure. And and the question is, 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 is Kodobane too slow for wild or is, is it, will it work? I mean, I, there's pros and cons. I'm, I mean, I didn't run it either, but. 
Yeah, I, I didn't run it specifically because instead of drawing three cards, I would only draw two. Mm-hmm. And a five mana draw two on a stick and a kind of underwhelming stick at that isn't really as good. Um, especially because the two mana card that, that you're drawing on the stick in standard is quick shot, which whenever you dump your hand draws you another card as right. well as you know giving you more damage so that's why i kind of cut a uh, brock for um my odd, odd quest line hunter because it's just not quite as strong in this one as it is in something like a standard where they're not constrained to only the odd cost but because you get a huge benefit from that right <laughs> yeah i like Makes it sense. i mean the deck that we ran so i got my list from blue train um I, I was looking at, uh, so she had given me this um, spreadsheet, of course, on Google Docs or Google Sheets, and I was plugging away all of my legend runs on there. And as it turns out, I think the last four, five, six months, I've hit legend with decks that I got from Blue Train. <laughs> so yeah, nice. there's some the pattern emerging here. Uh, so that's what I did again this month. And uh, the deck is very similar. The The tricky piece with Hunter, I think, at least from my perspective, is that there's very little card draw. And right. so, you know, I think a lot of times it's easy to misplay this deck because you think, yeah, I want to complete the quest as soon as possible, but then you're top decking and that is not great. It's very similar to Reno Priest or Raza Priest mm-hmm. when you want a machine gun off. Well, you can't do that if your hand is empty. Right. And so the difference between these two that I see um, is that Blue Train's version was running um, Restaurant Vipers and the Impatient Shopkeep. They're the tradable cards, mm-hmm. and so you use them for draw. Uh, the other card that this that this version was running that you aren't as toxic reinforcements. And I had kind Mm. of mixed feelings about it um, because now it, it's interesting. Like if I found myself wanting to only complete it on my turn so that I could kill them myself with like a bolo shot or something, because there was so many warlocks and I learned the and, hard way, like they'll just run their thing into it and take the two damage and then finish their quest. And it was like, no, don't, you can't do that. That's, that's cheating. <laughs> yeah. And, and in my earlier versions of this deck, I was running toxic reinforcements as well, uh, but ended up cutting it specifically because I was running into so many warlocks and that's either quest progression for them, unless I, um, you know, like power shot it or, mm-hmm. uh, uh, generate a bolo shot from something. Um, or it's six damage to my face instead of theirs. And yeah, I learned that one the hard way. Yeah. I, was running, I was running double toxic reinforcements. And then you com- once they complete the quest, you just realized you've killed yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say right. that I, I like your inclusion here of Unleash the Hounds. Because uh, if there's a board, you know, they have charge right so they can go face they're beasts so if you have kill command they proc um that way as well so i I like the inclusion of that um i don't see any other huge notable differences i like your rationale for secret plan just in that hey you can you know it's a it's a one mana spell that generates another spell uh Mm -hmm. that has potential to proc your quest which is good 
Uh, Mystery Winter, I'm not a big fan of. I have been playing this same deck in Standard, and it's slower. I don't think it's nearly as good, but it's a lot of fun. I definitely like Codobane in Standard because it's draw three, and they've been playing Dr. Slade in Standard as well, and it's so fun to have your spells have poison. Um, And those are both odd cost cards so slate is three and Codobane is five but i just think that they're too slow right now and five mana yeah. draw two feels kind of bad um so i don't know if, if things slow down a little bit like eh, you know could we run slade maybe. maybe maybe i wish that there was more draw for hunter and maybe yeah. it'll get more support in future expansions how um, much is starving buzzard put that in there there are versions <laughs> there are versions that run it but like uh, i don't know you need so many spells uh, i mean i know oh, you're sorry, joking but sorry, sorry, <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> yeah. well and for me in particular like mystery winner is definitely the the weak link um that's that's the one that if i were to cut for something that that's what i would cut for sure yeah um but at the same time um, I don't. I don't really know what I would kind of put in its place at this juncture. Like, it, if we weren't constrained to just odd cost cards, then you know, like a scavenger's ingenuity. Oh wait, we're not running the oh, you know what though? ourselves. But we could pull Bach. That's hilarious. Uh, have you tried Master's Call? There's I have a, not, but that could make sense to Tudor Beardo. Yes, yes, and so that's. I, I'd like to try. I saw. I, I think it was Corbett was running it, and I ran into someone else who did it. But essentially, um, let's see. It's a epic epic hunter spell from Rastakhan's Rumble, three mana. Um, yeah, dis- if dis- all discover of the ones that it, it, you would be pulling are beasts, then you just pull all of them. Otherwise, you discover a minion from your deck. Yeah, um, so discovering uh, a Beardo is pretty cool, though, if you need it. It would be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's not. It's the draw aspect. And so I don't know. I I figure it, it might be worth checking out and trying. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm kind of considering a restaurant Viper in particular in the mystery winner slot. Um, that one works well for us. I will say. Yeah, it's tradable. And then if I'm playing against a uh, warrior that hasn't completed their quest yet, <laughs> and has the um, Ankar up. I would love to break their Ankar and keep them from drawing pirates to mm. complete their quest line. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've had a, a blast with it and uh, I have continued having a blast with it as well. So that's been what I've been playing a lot lately. Um, yeah. I don't know if uh, uh, Hydra or Cyberon had anything prepared here, so I'm going to uh see if y'all did and if not we will progress to the weekly challenge now i totally was off on vacation i don't have anything new i did learn that um i got debated a little bit into somebody hit legend with odd paladin i'm like no way right now i'm like let's uh sure let's give it a try so i i, I grabbed a reaver ryan list and <laughs> jammed some 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 odd pally last night and I, it did not go well it's just not the same yeah it's just it's just not the same and it, i i gave it my all uh but uh no dice 
unfortunately. Yeah. Oh well. Um, Cyberon, what have you been playing? For me, actually, I play a lot of different stuff every day. Like for the first part of the week, I was completing my five win games, five win games a week quest. So I was playing Crescent Warrior in the wild weather. Then I went to try Ben from Works, uh, Warlock list on standard. It was pretty good. Yeah, he mentioned that he got he got to Legend with that deck, and it was pretty good for him. So I was like, okay, sounds quite fun. I'm not going to try it on standard. So actually, I went to try that deck, and it looks quite and it was quite good actually. I managed to win more than I lose. Although I'm still learning the deck, but it's pretty fun, it's pretty good. But other than that, actually, most of my time is spent in casual as always. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 literally, because I'm, I'm a person that plays like, everything. Like, I play every class, every archetype. So I played some villager work, I played some, uh, I forgot what was that, priest, here and there, and some crescent shaman. It was, pretty, it was pretty good also, actually. But it wasn't as good as, I think it's not anywhere near the top dog or what, but it's still quite good quite a lot of fun playing that kind of decks in casual so for me it's just a lot of things here and there but nothing in particular that i really mean or whatever yeah see that's that's a good like attitude to have though that our, our good friend wildcard he loves to play whatever he wants and he he plays a lot in casual as well and you know doesn't really get too concerned about what is you know the best and sometimes we myself can get sort of caught up in that right like what is the best what's the best to rank up with right now and i myself like i mm-hmm. will try to grab the best meta deck and i can get discouraged and and whatnot and you know sometimes it's just about having fun right yeah yeah i agree well uh casual is still a fun place and i think that uh at least for us we've got the listener series and so it's it's fun to kind of make some wacky decks that you know you wouldn't be able to win with on ladder but you can still play and we do a lot of co-op games and still have fun so uh there's there's the silver lining for you all right well let's um let's jump into our our weekly challenge here um so real quickly uh let me let me chat about last week's weekly challenge so uh the weekly challenge from last week was to get fatigue um, and uh, it could be yourself, could be your opponent, uh, but it was for the highest fatigue amount that you could, and we were looking at a couple things. Part of it was uh, how much fatigue damage could you get in one turn, but it was also kind of the combined damage total uh, that you could get by drawing, you know, drawing through a bazillion cards uh, in a turn. And this one was pretty pretty fun because we had a handful of people who participated and we saw it i i I loved it um ken ray participates quite frequently and i you know he jumped in on day one oh here's 10 and and then these numbers started progressing like higher and higher and higher and by the end of it um our winner here this week is mickle who ended up with fatigue damage uh the the highest in one turn was 59 damage uh with a combined total in one turn of 1575 damage (laughs) of overkilled fatigue damage that's nuts bonkers like i've never seen anything even close to that and and uh 
We had um, we had a couple of runner ups, especially big shout out to Hastur who got sixty damage minus like sixty damage in one turn. Uh, although the uh, he was immune at the time because he had Malganus in place, and so like uh, yeah, that this doesn't mm-hmm. quite count. And so yeah. there was zero damage being taken. It was like you know it showed sixty, but like. It wasn't actually doing the damage, um, and so, yeah, big shout out to Mikkel. But also, we had and and thank you to everyone else who participated. So great, great work, Haster, Kenray, and also um, Puzar for uh, participating in this last week's challenge. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and so, getting into this week's challenge, we kind of been chatting about it um, throughout the show what we wanted to do this week. And I think what we landed on will be um, kind of fun for us. Cause it's one where we get to be more mm, judgy, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it, which is fun. Right. And so here's, here's the thought we were talking about um, favorite death knights earlier and death stalker Rexar came up. And so the challenge that we came up with was to build the best, zombies okay and is that is that like vague enough or what uh but that means that we get to judge like you know so you submit to us uh the zombies like assemble um the, the zombies that you think is is the best uh based on what you can build with deathstock or rexar submit them to us and then we will uh judge them so yeah sheep sheep and I will say, extra points if you name your zombiest as well. <gasps> yes. So it, naming it is part of the best zombiest. So if it's just like Philip. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> but if Philip has, you know, like a particular narrative or something like that behind them, then all right. But yes, and- naming is part of the best zombiest in, in this particular situation. And I'm, I'm going to go on record to say that unlike other weeks where we have like a, a rule where like who has the biggest stats. No, 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 no. That's 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 not <laughs> what it is. It's it's totally based on cool. Right. Yeah. Like, this is nothing to do with who's got the biggest attack or health. It, this is based on the coolest. And like Sheep said coolest name kind of (laughs) helps i love it it's it's fun for us to get uh one once in a while that is just 100 percent subjective and we just get to you know decide on what whatever it is that we want and there's so many possibilities um yeah so uh i I personally would not be averse to to reading any sort of a narrative uh kind of like a fan fiction about your your zombies (laughs) tell a story i i will not subject these other two gents to that but if you send that in i will read it and put, put it as part of my review as well so have a blast spin a yarn tell a good narrative tell a good story and uh That'll get extra points. Hey, there we go. And and Cybron, if if you're willing, I'd love to pull you into the judging on this one. So, cool. That be that be kind of fun. We we'll see what people can come up with. Uh, oh yes, and Sheep, if you would please tell tell everyone how uh, to submit their entries. Absolutely. So 
to submit your entries, um, first off, you can play games in either ladder or casual. Just not against a friend, because they will help you. And not against the innkeeper, because uh, Hearthstone Brew, he means well, but... <laughs> he'll help you, he'll too. Help you. <laughs> he'll help you, too. <laughs> He's your friend. So, exactly. Uh, also, not against any of the other PvE content, so just on ladder or casual. Take a screenshot, post it in our Discord in the, the uh, weekly challenge section. Um, and uh, especially if you have any sort of name or uh, narrative, story, um, you know, uh, stats, anything like that, give us the rundown of your Zombeast. Put that in the weekly challenge section and we will evaluate it and share the winner on next week's show. The winner, of course, gets two packs on us and the even more valuable bragging rights for that week just like mickle this week very good very good <laughs> yeah super fun i'm excited to see what everyone comes up with so this this will be a great one and i i may have to participate a little bit and dust off my uh fanfic writing skills so <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to read your story nate this is this is devolved a little bit from what i thought it would be it's great <laughs> <laughs> in the best way possible <laughs> evolved <laughs> right <laughs> oh man or revolved hey. <laughs> good times good times uh will golden zombies have the same weight as normal zombies unfortunately i ha i think we have to say yes because i don't think we can penalize people for not having golden cards uh i am a whale but th they that definitely said. they definitely look shinier but uh if your story mentions them being gold, if you have a gold one, then, you know, that, that could be part of your story, which is cool, but it's, it, it does not inherently give you extra points. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny, though. Or you could be non-golden. You could be non-golden and write how you're aspiring to become golden. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much potential there. You're, you're, you're on a journey to collect enough dust, you know? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's great. So's your face. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's uh sort of brings us towards the end of our show here. And so wrapping things up a little bit, I do want to give uh some thank yous real quick. And so first and foremost, thank you to Shokunin, who is the executive producer of our show. We very much appreciate your continued support and everything that you do for us. Um and also a big thank you to the patrons of our show. Uh, Disruptor108, Claudette G, Daniel B, Wildcard, Aramorn, Ben from Work, Turtle Boy, and Number Theory. Thank you all very much for your continued support. Means means a lot to us and helps keep uh, the website running and, and things like that. Um, if anybody who is watching or listening to this is interested in supporting the show financially, you can visit our website at borntobewildhs.com. If you click the Find Us page, there is a link to our Patreon, and there's some plans as low as $1 a month. Uh, the money does go directly back to the show, but that being said, uh, we do not want anybody to feel obligated uh, to do that. So it's a nice little bonus, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, if you are somebody who's on Twitch a lot, and you're interested, we do have several really cute emotes that you can e -lock, unlock by uh, subscribing to us on Twitch and uh, see our cute little Nas emotes. Uh, they were done by incredible artist, Christina Oe. So, yeah. Um, 
And and finally, uh, Cyberon, thank you very, very, very much for donating your time to us. Thank you for waking up early on a Saturday morning. Thank you for hanging out with us. It was really great to spend some time with you and get to, to learn about you and to ask you all these questions and just hang out. So, yeah, we really enjoyed having you on. And um, where can people find you if they want to watch you stream or, or interact with you? Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on twitch.tv slash TheCyberRun or you can also find me on Twitter. My username is the same everywhere I go. So for now, I only got these two platforms or as usual, I'm on Discord. Uh, also called TheCyberRun. Yep. All right. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It's been a blast. And uh, Electric Sheep City, hey, if people want to follow you or interact with you throughout the week, where can people find you? Yes, I can be found around the internet on at Electric Sheep City at places where that fits, like Twitch, and at E Sheep City at places where that doesn't fit, like Twitter. And uh, so that's where I can be found around the internet. It's been a blast hanging out with you, the Cyberon, uh, getting to know you better. Um, uh, more than just in in the Discord, which has always been a blast hanging out with you there as well. So thank you very much for spending uh, your your morning, our evening, uh, with us. Uh, it's <laughs> been a blast. So thank you very much. Uh, Hydra, where around the internet can you be found? You all can find me at Hydralisk underscore HS on Twitter and Twitch. And you can find me in the Discord, which... Um, last couple weeks two weeks week and a half i haven't been on there as much i've been on vacation but i'm really stoked to hop back in we got a great community there and i highly recommend that anybody who's looking for a community some friends to chat about the game or whatever hop into the discord it's a great place to be how about you nate where can people find you yeah you were on vacation last week i had to do your discord spiel (laughs) oh did you (laughs) Can't uh, confirm. It, he knocked it out of the park, but it wasn't quite the same. It wasn't same. quite the same. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at NateWolfTCG. It's N-A-T-E-W-O-L-F-E-T-C-G. More importantly, you can find the show on our website. It's borntobewildhs.com. Again, borntobewildhs.com. Uh, and I would second what Hydra said about the Discord. Really, we spend a lot of time there uh, interacting with people. Uh, sharing deck lists and and videos and memes and just you know kind of pet photos and everything else in between uh one of my favorite things to do is co-op with people um and so if anybody is interested in playing games together whether it's hearthstone or something else or, or chatting or whatever uh that's always fun and we've got channels for that in the discord as well so yeah uh really excited a really fun show tonight Uh, I hope everyone can tune in again Uh, next Friday. Our special guest will be our friend Jordan MG. So that'll be a lot of fun. You will get to learn what MG stands for. And I know the answer to this and y'all have to wait a week. Spoilers. (laughs) Uh, But that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, one final note, we have been ending the show with some special shout outs. And so uh, for me, I want to say a big giant thank you to my good friend Blue Train for taking the time to co-op that uh, Mysteries of a Loon card back with me. It was a giant help. And uh, I failed without your help. I'm looking forward to doing more co-op games with you um, over the weekend, hopefully. And 
uh, a gigantic shout out to Schmoopy Mommy, who hit legend for the first time this past week. And it was, the, okay, so this was the seventh day of the month, okay, month two of her playing Hearthstone. Never played the game before, uh, day seven, month two, hit legend with Pirate Warriors. Absolutely amazing. And so I reached out to Schmoopy Daddy and I said, uh, like, oh my God, that's so great. Tell her congratulations from us. And also, can you do an interview with her and then send it to me? And like, I didn't, like, I gave him homework. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, how, how often is it that you get to give teachers homework, right? Uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, being the, the gentleman and scholar that he is, he actually did the assignment and uh, we will play it at the conclusion of the show. Um, yeah. And so, it, but it's so exciting. I'll never forget when I hit Legend for the first time and I told Craig way back in the day and he's like, what are you doing right now? I was like, what do you mean? What am I doing right now? He's like, can I call you? It's like, uh, sure. He's like, I need to record this while it's still fresh. It's like, okay, okay. Um, and so that was the cool. It's like, Hey, how did you do it? Are you excited? What was going through your mind? What happened? It was the final boss. And so it's a really adorable, like absolutely adorable interview. It's about six or seven minutes long and we'll, we'll play it at the conclusion of the show. So, Hey, from, from all of us over here, Schmoopy mommy, congratulations on your first time legend. And you're probably a better player than all of us. So. Congratulations. Yeah. It, it took me over a year to get there and uh you knocked it out super quick seriously it's amazing honestly listening to it i had this like little bit of jealousy i was like right wow like you are so much better than i am (laughs) i know (laughs) i know i don't know that i would say jealousy for, for me in particular just like shock and awe like i'm impressed it's so great she is incredible Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think she's the new mascot of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I digress. Hydra, is there anyone that you want to shout out before we conclude? Yeah, you know, um, I actually wanted to give and, and Nate, you're you're part of this. I wanted to give Saucy Mailman a shout out because oh, nice. he, he's he's somebody that you know I've I've followed and watched for like the longest time. He was on Into the Wild and. Mm-hmm just a great human being. He's absolutely awesome. And the other day I was trying to find the tweet. He, he wrote this. It, it was just like a one sentence thing saying, why would you want to be out there slaying big dragons and monsters? If you don't look fabulous. <laughs> I saw that. I love that. <laughs> so it was true. so great. And, and, and then your comment was, wiser words had never been spoken <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> that i i that happened yes <laughs> yeah yeah and and yeah no it, it just made me laugh and uh i think that saucy's doing doing great with his streaming career and he's always a good watch and uh just somebody that i've supported for a long time just because he puts out good content and yeah he's a good guy so my shout out is to saucy i love it i love it uh sheep anybody that you would like to shout out yeah um so i don't want to put you on the spot nate but i want to shout you out this week i was having a really hard week and you know like a a lot of stuff that we 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 talked about yesterday and it was like really great spending time with you hanging out kind of debriefing and then kind of like you know you go over the hard stuff and then and then you build up afterwards and it was just 
it took the what was a hard week into you know like i said we'd numerous times today even like at work i was like oh yeah it's been a hard month this week uh, you know <laughs> stuff like that and it, it just kind of kind of really helped uh turn my my mental frame around from like uh being kind of while things are a little tough uh from negative to kind of focusing on that positive again and and i really appreciated uh hanging out with you and 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 all that good stuff yesterday oh, so I'm glad. My, my shout out goes to you buddy thank you Aww. i promised myself i wouldn't cry on this show oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so nice i had a good time too and uh, you absolutely wrecked me in our games too and so <laughs> i'm sure that's going to bring that part up but <laughs> it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun um <laughs> The Cyberon, is there any any parting words or any shout-outs that you would like to give before we wrap up the show? Most of my shout-outs are to the people that I played against to practice for victory, like Scoopy Daddy, like Juice. I mean, although it was a pity that it didn't happen in the end, but I'm glad that uh, when I asked for the practice games, they are quite active to, to respond to me. And also shout-out to Ken Ray and Maxi Bond for being supportive, for, uh, being supportive towards me when I was playing my games and all that. And shout out to you guys too for hosting me and for asking me to get on the show as a guest. And also, so I, I will shout out to my friends in real life and my girlfriend too. Because uh, none of them knew that I was going to be part of this until I told them. And they were all quite supportive of me. And some of them are in the stream right now. They are watching Aww. the show. Oh, that's and it's great. quite nice that they are supportive of my so-called pursuits. Like, to be part of the show, to be part of the community and all that. So I'm quite grateful for all that. And I'm also quite happy that I have a good network that will support me and be supportive of what I'm doing. So yeah, uh, I'm very glad to be on the show today. And thanks everyone for being here for me also and for and for interacting with me and for being supportive as always. Thanks everyone. Absolutely. Hey, wiser words were never spoken and you heard that on Born to be Wild. Hello, this is Shmoopy Daddy. I'm here interviewing first-time legend and uh, first in my heart, Shmoopy Mommy. Shmoopy Mommy, how are you doing here tonight? Doing well, thank you. Uh, Nate asked me to do a quick interview with you, just ask you a few questions, just just to sort of encapsulate what the experience is um, for you now that you are at the ultimate goal of your quest to dominate Wild Hearthstone. Um, let's start with this. How did it feel to hit legend? I was, I was happy. I was like almost relieved because I had tried so hard last month, which was my first month playing to achieve that. And I, I just fell short. I came up on several boss battles and, and just couldn't quite get there. So this month being able to reach that by, you know, day seven in the month, that was really, it was just exciting. Like I was way more excited than, I thought it would be. Um, so it felt really, really good. Yeah, I want to follow up on that. You had six boss battles last month. How many did you have this month? One. So how is that? Just like just being able to just do one and done and saying that's it. It was great. Um, and I had actually faced that person earlier in the day and I had lost to them. So like I was hoping that I wouldn't lose to them again and I was trying not to you know feel anxious or anything like that, um, which... I think was a little easier this month than last. Um, but it was still like just knowing that I was going to win this game. I was, I was very excited about it. So it was, it was a much easier, um, 
climb this this month, this time around. You were telling me you were wigging out in the weapon swing for Lethal a little bit, right? A little bit, yeah. So it started like freezing up. We were in the car and um, I was trying to hit their face and I um, it was slowing down and I was worried, you know, like I was going to disconnect or something and it turned out they were conceding, so... That's awesome. Yeah, he hit legend while we were getting ice cream. Um, so uh, did you learn anything from last season's climb that helped you with this month? Um, yeah, I'm sure there's, I mean, I learned so much my first month. Like that's a, almost a loaded question because I started knowing nothing other than you were playing the game. So like this was very, very new. So this time around, um, I played a lot of games, which I guess helped. Um, I tried to learn my deck as quickly as I could and, um, like maybe a little bit of lead in were some matchups just easier to play this month around. Oh yes. Of- yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely had more success with priests and druids with this deck playing the pirate warrior deck than I did with the rogue deck. Um, and I had, you know, some decent matchups with warlocks and pirate warriors alike with this deck. Yeah. You did okay in the mirror, right? Yes. Okay. And, um, let's see. So just two more questions. Um, were there any decks that you faced this month that blew your mind? Like you hadn't seen them before. You hadn't expected them. Yes. I have to try to remember there were a few. So there was, there was a rogue that, um, I, I ended up getting matched up with a few times that completely obliterated me and I had no idea what was happening. Um, I don't remember the name of that rogue. You they might... were playing a bunch of coins and then all of a sudden they're aiming stuff at your face. Yes. So Pillager Rogue, you hadn't seen yeah. Pillager Rogue before. Um, I, I came up a- across a druid that played pirates, which I had never seen. I guess that is an older version of... Uh, what people used to play with druids. I'm used to questline druids at this stage. Yeah, and Darkmoon Fair, it's funny. And Big and Druid was everywhere. That was the cheap deck everybody was using. So, like, that would have been one of the decks I would have built for you back in the day. So, it's funny that, like, and they rolled you, right? Like, it was just, yes. like, they had a crazy Yeah, no, I, like, turn, like, three or four, and I was just done. Um, there was also a mage who kept hitting me with fireballs over and over and over again. And I saw that a handful of times this month and I had not encountered it at all last month. Um, so there were quite a few things. And then I even shadow, we can't, we can't pass back the Exodia mage because I remember the text from you was super angry. I was was really mad about it. You were salty. You're like, babe, this is broken. It was broken because I like, and the thing about like the, the, the rogue and that mage was that like, I was totally sitting there like, Oh my gosh, they're totally dead. Like, what are they playing? And, and then all of a sudden I was dead from full health or full health. And then some, like it was very puzzling. I was really mad about that. I did. I did text you about, about my level of salt on that one. I, I couldn't stop laughing. Um, yeah, so there were, there were definitely some weird things. I did also, like, Shadow Priest was kind of, um, I, th- I think, I feel like I saw some weird things with that, too, but I can't remember some, what it was. People have really taken that in a different direction this month, trying different cards, like Mukla and stuff like that in it. That might be, that might be your, your, your new deck for next month, if I can scrounge the dust together. 
All right, and my last question, just to wrap this up, any tips for new players trying to hit Legend or maybe players that haven't hit Legend before that are on that grind? Um, I guess the more games you play, the the more experience you're going to get. And ultimately, you know, the odds should be in your favor. Um, I know playing a deck this month on meta was probably, you know, much easier of a climb than playing the off meta deck last month. As much as I enjoyed playing Scimitar Rogue, um, it was definitely not considered like, you know, a, a competitive deck for this meta. Um, and then I guess I'd really have to go back to advice I heard Schmoopy Daddy give before. Is like you should be trying to have fun. If you're not enjoying it anymore, it's really not. Um, it's not what you want to do. So try to pick a deck that you can have fun with. Play lots of games and and stick with it. You'll get there. Um, I didn't think I would. I definitely got frustrated a few times last month. So I'm very excited to say that I was able to achieve it this month. So if I can do it, uh, anybody can. Well, we were excited for you too. I was a little disappointed. I was driving in the car, <laughs> and you're like, "Look, look!" And I'm watching the Diamond Three turn into turn into a Legend badge. And uh, we even we even went so quick we missed your free Legendary. We think you got Seat Guidance. We think you got Seat Guidance. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap up there. Just so that the clip isn't too long. But uh, that is that is. Uh, it from us in the Schmoopy household. Congratulations once again. First time legend, uh, Schmoopy Mommy. Thanks. Bye, guys. Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Thank you.